Baylor's idea specifically. Lots but one that most of the party seem to largely agree with. An ally would help. A flying, lightning-breathing, gigantic, draconic ally would super definitely help. Even if he's not an ally, as long as he's not an enemy. <laughs> That's true! Mm-hmm. You don't like, have to help us, just don't get in our way. Yeah, just please don't be there. You seem don't. pretty lawful. Don't go to hey, Avatar's Pillar so, however it ends up working, you want to at least ideally deal with Link is Drogged. You know what he really is. You know that he is a bronze dragon. And with everything you already have to overcome with this fortress on the Jalrun River, a frickin' dragon <laughs> does not need to be added to that. So you ended last week's session by casting, sending, contacting Chief Enumerator Drocht, and learning, or having him agree, rather, to meet you the following afternoon inside the House of Gold. The Abadaran Church in the heart of the city's richest and most heavily patrolled district. On his word that you would have safe passage there. So, that leaves us with an afternoon and a, a day to pass, functionally 24 hours before we go actually meet with the Archbanker himself and a plan needing made. Whether or not this succeeds, you need a way to deal with Pytherius. And if several months of spy training in the Kithronian Academy did not impress it to you, Zaylar was pretty direct that walking up and knocking on the front door is probably a bad idea. You can try it. I mean... <laughs> perhaps... Challenge him to one-on-one -on -one combat. <laughs> perhaps a show of force is exactly what Pytherius may respect. But the fortress is built to deal with exactly such an assault. You know of a couple alternate ways in. You know of the well, specifically. Uh, Nell, at least, has seen the inside of the prisons there. I've seen the courtyard. You have also briefly seen the courtyard. And, and the, the outside of the castle's keep. The massive three, four-story stone structure it is. So, party, about 24 hours before our meeting with the Chief Enumerator, what is it we do? What are our plans, even? Uh, we made a play date with Captain Dragon to go say hi. Captain Dragon. That's accurate. You did, in fact, do that. But, uh, does anyone have... Ideas? Like, this is... This is you. He just... Uh, Baylor had just finished the sending spell when we left off last week. You just knew that he had agreed to meet you. Can I okay. just reiterate how stupid this idea is? Just gonna... Stomp my feet. 
I know you guys are got your heart set on this, but <laughs> think of it this way, Anori. Consider this: either we go and we win a powerful ally who will help us actually take down Titharius, mm-hmm. or we go and he agrees he will not help us take Pytharius down, but he will turn a blind eye because of Pytharius's misdeeds. So then he's not in our way. Or, or. <laughs> he will come out and attack us, and mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and remove one thing that's standing in our way before we get to where Pytharius is. Either way, any wherever the dice may fall, we end up better off. Either we get help, we get a blind eye, or we get to take somebody out before we have to go and deal with everyone. It's a dragon. Like, I make my jokes, but this is the real deal here, ladies and gentlemen. Well, worst comes to worst, we teleport out, and Baylor sets the entire Church of Abadar on fire. Wait, wait, hold, wait, hold on. We're not burning down any churches here. I just don't like the idea we're meeting the guy on his home turf. We don't know what side he's going to go with. I want to believe that he's going to help us. I do, but I just, I'm skeptical. That's what all I'm saying. Think of I'm it this way. About it. Dragons are, uh, for the most part, and correct me if I'm wrong, Baylor, extremely arrogant. So he is not going to ask for piddly little humans' help to have to fight us. He will underestimate us, and we will do what we've done to every other Drake and or anyone else who has stood in our way. We'll take them out. Sans Jareth and Panagar. can't tell if it's <laughs> confidence or just that rainbow wall messing with you right now, but I, will, I like it one way or another. I will say, I'm a little I'm a little angry. So I'm ready. If I can't kill Panavar, what's the next best thing? Which is Pytharius and Jareth. Dracht was far more reasonable than he could have been when we spoke to him before. And I did punch him in the face, and he didn't punch me back. That's the, that's the pinnacle of reasonable. <laughs> like of anyone we could possibly speak with. He is the one I could believe we could bring to our side on this. We need to be prepared for plan B, though, if he's not. And I'm all for preparing for it, but I feel like Baylor's right. I mean, look at all the other people we've managed to talk to. Bartleby, he was so not. Well, step one. Remember how you kept using lightning against the lightning drakes? It was like one time. And it was loud out there. I think it was twice in the same circumstance. I don't remember seeing you in that fight, Nell. <laughs> there, was a lot, there was a lot going on, if I'm being honest. So you I probably didn't remember seeing me because I was dealing with the one all by myself. I'm pretty sure I'm the one that took that one out, but I can't remember because I passed out after. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't use lightning against the bronze dragon. Noted. Hopefully we won't have to, right, guys? That's the plan. So, beyond that, whether or not Drock decides to help you stand out of your way or fight you, you still have the greater task after that, which I don't believe 
we had developed a solid plan for how to deal with the general quite yet, or even how to get into Abadar's pillar. Well, that kind of depends on how the conversations with the dragon go. It's much easier to make one plan based on solid information rather than three plans based on what could possibly happen with the dragon. Oh, my current plan is we take this five pack of potions I picked up and swim through that well. Gross. Okay. Buy a, uh, an extra... I'm sure your potions are probably adequate, but just in case I did bring some elemental bliss so that we do not breathe in water for too long. Sure, your potions but... are adequate. <laughs> well, the, the, the potions don't help with the breathing, but this scroll does. So... Magic stuff, right? Yes. Well, I got the supplies. Like I got the supplies for a half an hour each of the ability to swim really well, and two hours each of uh, water breathing, which should is... easily get us through the well. Are we able to get out of the well when we get there? Will we be able to? Yeah. How? I mean, were like... you? Did you set off any alarms or anything now when you took off? I, I didn't see you escape or anything, did they? Well, from what I could tell, they figured out pretty quick that I was gone, but not that I left. More so that I wasn't where I should have been. That was good. Nothing appeared to happen as I was moving about or when I entered the well. No one immediately came over and tried to stop me or anything. Were the uh, walls of the well very slippery, or was it something we could grapple our way out? Grapple hook? To be honest, I was more concerned with getting out rather than potentially climbing back up, but I would assume it's as wet and, like, grimy oh. and, like, slimy as, as your average well. Yeah, it was both dark, and you were very, very much not focused on that when you swam. I mean, it, down it's a well, black well. So yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have real first-hand memory of that, but yeah, you can assume it's a well. Well, I know that several of us can fly, but I am not one of those people, and neither am I. That's why we're going swimming. You still but have to get talking out about getting out of the well. well. The water is here. The top of the well is yeah, up here. The climb, I guess. Maybe, but we need to be quiet as well. Is it possible to get a like a wand of levitation? Is that something we could? Always possible to teleport to Anvis and back, I suppose. Baylor's <laughs> <laughs> yes, great at teleporting. I'm... Why don't the Yanmis? Why don't we have Not one of back. the people who can fly just? Put a rope in the well for those of us that can't. That's a great idea. And we'll just we'll the have, top and... We may have limited time when someone pops out of the well in the middle of a courtyard in a very heavily guarded area. But We have the information from the monks about the guards' patrol routes and times and that sort of thing. It's true. We we can time Do we have any yep. invisibility potions? That someone we were drink. explicitly told we can never go invisible in there or else it will raise an extreme alarm. Oh, Inside the place? You... Yes. Anywhere. Just... Okay. 
One of the few things you know about the keep's defenses is that it is fully awarded by an invisible I was thinking armor. that was on the outside. That makes things way worse. Good. You do, no, not want to turn, you do not want to turn invisible on that, but our spiller. We'll have to then depend on the information about the changing of the guard and hope that whoever comes up out of the well first can drop a line and we can all get out of the well before somebody attacks. A 20 or 30 second window should be plenty enough for us to at least get a rope in and start getting out. Even if they notice us once we're in there, we've, we're in. We can do something about it. Probably be me, honestly, if that's what we go with. I'll zip to the top, throw it down, pull you guys up. Can we get, like, a rope that's, like, two ropes with little ropes in between all of the two ropes? Oh, is a rope ladder the word that you're looking for? <laughs> you want a rope ladder? Maybe in case some of us are maybe not the best at climbing. Just hold on real tight. I'll pull you up. How about that? I'll go last so that if I fall, at least I won't take everyone else down with me. I swear there is an actual mechanical rope ladder on the gear list somewhere. There's a folding ladder, which I guess is only it's 10 fun. feet long, but it, it kind of just folds up into sections. Silk rope? I mean, I assume with your with time and the rope that you have, if you have a sufficient amount, you could just tie it into a rope ladder. An escape ladder. Yeah, that's not just like that. That's a literal magic item, though. Yep. I mean, there is an escape ladder, which is, uh, you just hold it and you say the command word and it just goes poop and unrolls and <laughs> like latches onto nothing in the sky 10 feet above you. said the well did have a grate over it, correct? No, it was placed to the side while repairs were being made. So it's probably not going to be repaired when we're going in, because they already did that. Mm, it's likely, which is why we would have to go check, see if it's there. If it's not there, we just leave, try again, something else. But we don't know. We have to go and visibly check. Or we use some of the waters of transfiguration we got and turn it to paper. Paper mache grading. Waters of transfiguration are so cool. That is really cool. Can we turn it into a ladder? It's a fixation with the ladder. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be fine. No, we just turn the grate into a ladder and climb up. Super easy. Not how that works. It could be. It's magic. I don't know. I don't I know how that stuff don't works. understand any of the concepts of magic at all. I, 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 you guys have such crazy spells at this point. How am I supposed to know what half of it does? There's some rules to it. You can't just turn grates into ladders. But you can turn it into paper? <laughs> I mean, I kind of got to agree with Mel on this one. Touche! I mean... I can't really argue with this point of view. As an, as an impartial observer, I got to point to Nell in this debate. Like, Fair. How is it easier to turn it into paper than to reshape it into a ladder? Like, that's like well, that's so, two completely different fair materials. Point. Fair point, Nell. So point with Nell. Fabricate... I suppose I could take the metal. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, he's going to give a lecture. And start morphing it into a ladder shape and extending it down the hole. And yes, I technically could do that. See? 
<laughs> I actually see? don't. I don't see. Yeah, it's you convert material. It's raw material. It, yeah, it doesn't actually <laughs> even say raw material. It says you convert material into a product of the same material. It's a fifth level spell. It's not like this is baby magic. I would absolutely say you could cast fabricate on the grate and reshape it into an iron ladder. Uh, the question is, Th could you reshape it into a awesome. long enough <laughs> iron ladder to reach out of the water? Because it's just a grate on the top of a well, so it's not Probably a ton not, of metal. Not a lot of... And it's not even a touch spell. It's close range. I'd absolutely say you can do that with fabricate. I would know roughly how large the grate was, wouldn't I? Because I yeah, did have would, to uh, look at it. You would know it is probably about four feet uh, diameter round and maybe an inch thick it's it is fairly sturdy and large but turning into a solid ladder well, the reference it... just for on this thought stone shape is a third level spell that explicitly lets you do all of that stuff but just with stone i would absolutely say fabricate a fifth level spell lets you turn a thing a non-magical thing into a different thing like you just cast fabricate and turn the door into a not door like is this not a is this not a commonly accepted thing you can Sounds just do? Sounds to me like you need to have Fabricate prepped all the time, because that's awesome. <laughs> Another question. What is the mass limitation of Fabricate, actually? It's one cubic... Enormous. It is pretty large. It's one cubic foot of material per level. Like Secondary question. Fabricate the wall of Avatar's Pillar into an excess ramp. Like... Why not just literally take the side of the well and turn it into a ladder that we could just go up? Like just a stone ladder. Oh, yeah. I yeah, again. That's I don't see why fabricate brilliant. a third level spell. A third level spell could explicitly no. do that. I think a fifth no, level. I'm gonna spell need could you to look at your finger right now. <laughs> uh huh. That chunky ring you just got. Uh huh. Can cast stone shape. Uh huh. You can do that. You can turn the side <laughs> of the well. I'm the caster. <laughs> Oh, that frightens me more than it should. We're going to die. We are all going to die. So, yeah, you can actually use the Band of the Crusaders Alliance to stone shape the side of the well into a ladder. <laughs> now, we're, now we're doing magic. Now we're casting things that aren't teleport or damage I spells. Not be allowed to have. <laughs> now we're getting into Pathfinder magic. Hey, I, was, I wanted to give the ring to Dara, but you took it, so... <laughs> It's locked. But it's yes, we good could luck. stone shape the side of the inside of the well into a ladder shape. Waters of Transfiguration, the great, and just rip through. No need. If I have that much ability, I could just make a door at the top. Well, the well only protrudes like two feet above the floor of the courtyard. It's not like the well. Is I will the make side a two foot door. I mean, yeah, you can make a door you can all crawl through, I suppose. I don't know if you could fit your full plate through that. Full plate through it. That is, I, think you can fit. I, I, I could, like, cut some of the ground away as well, couldn't I? If the ground is also stone, yes. Which uh, the floor just, of the courtyard at least is. Well, it doesn't need to be super big. It just needs to be, be big enough that we can one by one just go through. What is the size limit on stone shape? It is yes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you can definitely do that. Uh, this it's ten cubic feet plus one cubic feet per level. <laughs> I don't know what the caster level of that ring is, 
but you're looking at at least like 15 cubic feet of stone you can reshape. Okay, so, that is extremely easy. It's a humongous amount of stone reshaping with the Band of the Crusaders Alliance, yeah. I could make this a fancy ladder, like decorate it and stuff. <laughs> Get all artsy with it. Yeah. I, I, I still feel like taking out the grate directly would be better so that... That's too obvious. You want to make a two-foot hobbit hole in the side of the well. The side of the well is a lot harder to see from above than the top of the well is from everywhere. You're making not, a big hole a in the ground. I'm not conversation. I'm, I'm jammed. You guys <laughs> uh, that's just my thoughts. Like, like that's just my thought. You're making a big hole in part of the ground as opposed to taking the grate out of a well. Yeah, we don't want to. Uh, so turning the grate attention. into paper. Can, yeah, and then can going I, uh, eh, can I, um, and it's gone. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of Gaina? Okay, this is what I was thinking. You're talking about making a way, like a door for us to get out. And Baylor's talking about turning the grate into paper. Yes. And the arguments right now is seen from above, this, that, or the other. Why not, instead of turning the grate into paper, we turn it into, like, black painted wood or something, something light that's easily movable, still looks like the grate on top. So we can easily move it, pop out, put it back on, and it doesn't look like anybody's come up through the grate at all. Because we are limited to those waters and yeah, what they can the do. The waters just turn into a raw material. It doesn't, oh. it's not gonna like turn into a black painted thing. It's gonna turn no, into just paper really mache. <laughs> that, that's why turn I'm saying- mahogany. <laughs> That's why I'm saying if we avoid messing with the top-down view, it makes it much less likely that people are going to notice what we've done for longer. It, no matter what we do, it's going to get noticed. It's just a matter of what gets noticed faster. I don't think a grate missing out of a well is going to be that noticeable compared yeah. to a big hole this where a well true. used to be. Especially if they've been taking the grate off because they've been doing work. So if the grate is off occasionally, then it shouldn't be a problem. If you think the grate being off is a better idea, I will save turning stuff into. La you can yeah. still make the ladder. Still make I the could make a ladder. I have a fantastic idea. I'm sure you don't. <laughs> Go ahead, no. The entire castle is made of stone. Or <laughs> I could just fly up between the bars, get on the other side of the grate. You climb up. Nell and I could pull the grate off, maybe, and then everybody could climb up, and then we just replace it, if that works. But we could just move the grate one way or another, and then we get up, and then I just make a big ladder going to the top of the tower, and we just climb up. I like I this silence. This is my favorite it. silence. Guys, what do you think? I well, think it's all stone. Let's I'm gonna go sharpen my sword. I think you should make the ladder up. We get rid of the grate with the waters of transfiguration, and then we can peek out to make sure when we come out, there's nobody directly looking at us. Sounds good. Ladder it is. Well, this is, a, I must say, surprisingly competent plan for this party. Uh, <laughs> wow. 
I mean, we have a lot of random resources to work with. You know, so you, them, you, they're just you, convenient. You're starting to access spells that do things other than damage or make people make saves, which gives you a lot of options dealing with things here. So, is there anything else that you would uh, want to plan or accomplish before you meet with Ch Chief Enumerator Drott? Or do we cut a day and see whether this is a good plan or a great plan or a horrible plan. Is there anything else you can think that we need to do in preparation, Baylor? At this point, no. It's go in and either this works or it doesn't. 50-50 <laughs> chance! Either works 50 /50. or it doesn't. <sighs> Pass. Hey, I plan on opening with giving him the letter where Jareth was planning on having him assassinated. That's a good way to start, I feel. To open the... It's a strong opener, I gotta give you that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. We, we got evidence against Pytharius, but on a more personal note, you might want to know about this. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, read this real quick. Don't like. be alone with Jareth. <laughs> Ever. Not Unless you know, like holes in your back. Unless you know, you know where, where Jareth is, is you may want to, you know, make that be somewhere else. And that somewhere else be not this plane of existence. <laughs> <laughs> so, you go over the minutiae of your plan for much of the rest of the evening. Someone in disguise pops out to gather some food later on, and you continue attempting to explain to Nell how magic works literally at all <laughs> when the limitations of this fancy new ring that he has been handed, which I imagine will consume probably most of the rest of that evening and a large portion of the following day. But that following day, when you're ready... Mentally and physically, your spells prepared, you know, in case. Uh, your armor and weapons polished and ready, you know, in case. And all of the evidence that you have, not only against Pythereus, but also against his subordinates, like Jared specifically with that letter. You prepare to head over to the House of Gold. Now, how are you proceeding here? What are you guys doing? Walking in. It's, like in disguise or in your actual identities or He knows about our disguises and I believe we should go in disguise. Yep. He said we'd be welcomed in, so we should definitely be in disguise. And I've got my armbands back. What you don't have is an ID. You do not have an ID. I don't need the ID. He said we'd just be welcomed in. There is a paper check heading into before the Scrolls there. District before you even get to the House of Gold. Getting into the richer districts of town, there's an ID check. Walk through Jared's house. I mean, we could. That just put you in the Scrolls District. I put you in the Golden District, even. Yeah. It's over there, right near it. It's that's exactly that's there right not there. a bad plan to come out Jared's basement and. You know what that there. means? Back into the sewers. Time to roll. <laughs> Hoping that you will not have to expend 
much or come across any difficulties on your way through the sewers, you prepare to head out through what is proven to be the more private but decidedly less safe exit of this abandoned bathhouse, the sewer connection. Down into the Undercity, the infinite labyrinthine tunnels beneath Zemar, the unofficial 6th district. I got it. No, you always ask to do it. Oh, no. 71, we're fine. Okay. He's got it. He's got it. Told you I got it. He's got it. And you make your way back to Waterhill Manor. At this point, even such a treacherous journey is starting to become routine. Your passage through the underground, through relatively unpleasant uh, sewer pipes and abandoned cisterns piled high with filth and refuse. Hardly even bother you anymore. You occasionally pass by low-level thieves and smugglers going about their day, sometimes taking off side paths, sometimes just eyeing you as you go by, clearly not interested in any of your business, as equally you aren't interested in theirs. And perhaps you've been this way just enough times that you've cleared the majority of the horrible things out of the Undercity. But with how deep these tunnels run, and how convoluted they really are, and the things you've run into down here, none of you would be surprised if these went significantly deeper than you thought they did. Possibly down even to where the drow hobgoblins and significantly worse make their homes further below. But... I miss Mimips. <laughs> Mimips was a good boy. You arrive at Waterhill Manor without incident. It seems to be just as abandoned as it was before. And you make your way out the front door into the streets of the Golden District above. It's an odd juxtaposition, knowing what you're going to and knowing what you're here to do with the happy largely carefree lives of Zimar's nobility jostling around you going about their daily business smiles on their faces completely unbothered by the goings-on quite literally beneath their city you approach the house of gold and you you said that you're just going straight in yes we have an appointment with Chief Enumerator Dracht. Well, there's no nobody checking papers or anything to allow access to a church. You can certainly just stride right inside. And as you arrive, you say that. You announce your presence and your intention with one of the waiting Templars or clerics. And they nod and bring you back around to the same side cathedral where you'd met with him previously. And this time there is one immediately noticeable difference. Two of the Templars, two of the Inquisitors you've run into a few times before are posted at the two doors on the sides of this hallway leading in, uh, both fully armed and armored, but they say nothing as you approach and the cleric shows you inside. Nor do they enter. They stay posted outside the doors. 
And after a few minutes in this empty chapel, you hear the heavy footsteps of the archbanker himself approaching. And as he makes his way into the chamber, an inscrutable expression on his face he just looks over the group of you. I turns, forgot what his art looked like. He turns back and motions the Templars behind him at the doorway who simply step inside the pair of doors in the antechamber leading into this chapel. I'll admit, if nothing else, I can applaud this group's courage and your faith in the guiding laws of Abadar. Assuming that is you have no ulterior motives here this day, well, I did tell you we would bring you the proof when we found it, didn't I? I do await seeing what you have. Now, I am a man of my word. At this moment, here, I make no move to hold you, or arrest you, or bring threat upon your lives or livelihoods. I simply ask what it is you have to show me. Hey, Lord. Well, to start on a related but not direct note, Mylan Jareth, we know, has fled his house, and if you know about his whereabouts, this may be of particular interest to you, and I'll present the letter as you hand it to him, he takes it, not breaking looking away from you yet, not glancing at it. Master Jareth has been placed into protective custody under the Castellan of the Fortress and Abadar's Pillar after threats on his life. I know not the specifics and the details, but if my suspicions are correct, perhaps you do. And looks down at the letter in his hand and starts to read over it. Takes him a moment, which passes largely in silence as he acclimates himself with, well, everything contained within. Uh, that Jarrett's, is quite the letter. Yeah, Jarrett's plots against his own life, his connections with the seven forms of sin and with the coven of night hags, who had also plotted to take down that this this letter if you recall i'm sure bill or at least knows this but for the rest of you and all you watching or listening to take down baron rodarius as well as pytherius's diviner in the castle he reads it over silently before folding it and handing it back to baylor i appreciate you bringing this to me Forgive me if I cannot immediately ensure its authenticity. But, similarly, I've no explicit reason to doubt this letter or its source. I am not 
personally very familiar with Master Jareth. You may understand our lines of work many times put us at odds. But I will have this investigated. My word. Now. The leadership of that monastery mentioned has also been taken down. She attempted to blackmail us into the same task listed in that letter. And if I take you at your word, you are here to report this threat is no longer. And as well, I appreciate that confidence. Now, while you have done your investigations throughout this city, into the general and his allies, I, too, have had some investigation of my own since our last meeting. And he turns back around towards the door. Enter! I believe your testimony here may prove vital. And into the room comes Mother Gusain. Oh no! <laughs> A pleasure to see you, Gusain. The grimace on his face. He looks at you, doesn't really acknowledge your response, and turns to Archbanker Jot. Thank you, Chief Enumerator. As I have told Chief Enumerator Lord Linkish Drought, my reports, I have experienced your lines of work, how you operate, how you conducted yourselves in your violent overthrowing of the County of Marat in the name of your former princess, Tropia. As I reported to him then, I will continue now. You slew those who stood in your path, spared only those whose titles would mar your claim beyond their redemption, and put even myself, the hand of Abadar in that county, the lawfully appointed inquisitor, down like so much common rabble. I advised him, trusting in your words is foolhardy at best, dangerous at worst, as you will ply any means for whatever your seditious ends here. Now, I, I do very much understand your point, but did you explain the context of your death? And he looks to the Archbanker and Drock nods to him. Thank you, Sir Gusern, for your testimony. I have heard much, and I have been given a very detailed accounting of his death and resurrection, leading to his decision to leave the county unguarded and in the hands of the Archbanker on duty there, with no proper enforcement. As I understand it, you had brought under your sway the Duchess, the Baron of the County, 
his mother. And was together, our belief at the time. Together brought him down in your own estate as he had come to investigate your doings. Shortly before, by his account, which is attributed by that archbanker in Marat, you overthrew the Baron of the County. Or the Count, rather. Without a single death to the palace. Not a one. And he looks back towards Sigusane. He sighs. As I said, you do go out of your way to spare lives or it would benefit you or save face to do so. I know that Count Lothied himself was spared. It's not As were every guard there. And I had not heard, but it is not a terrible surprise, really. This does fit within your methods of operation quite soundly. How many times did I try to spare your life specifically, Sir Gusen? In voice and in word, several. In actuality, there was little choice redeemed there. I know still not what you did to the Duchess, Lothied. But she well, was implacable. She wasn't that was real was part of the problem. You do know she was a painting construct made by Panavar Lothied, correct? His gaze kind of was... shifts and he looks back towards the archmaker. The Duchess was a painting. That At the time we thought she was just as real as you. Painting. We thought she was a real person too. And it was not until... Uh, it was not until Lothied left that we were allowed to clear the monsters that were left in the tower of the Palace of Birdsong. One of them being her. You are welcome to cast any form of lie discernment you would like. Please do. I know how ridiculous this might sound, but there was also, more death uh, was unfortunately a part of this. And I do apologize. the family of Count Lothied is involved. Nothing surprises me any further. I have met with Duke Lothied VI several times, and that man is a more than competent wizard. His understanding of magic's leagues beyond my own. This does not surprise me, and I have no explicit reason to doubt the authenticity of these claims either but I am glad you do understand how outrageous it sounds at face this was not included in this report but I understand that after his resurrection Sir Inquisitor Gusern left the county quite hastily I do believe that these events transpired before his resurrection, even. There's no way he would have known. Unsurprising. I had looked much into the changing of Marat County's hands, though, on the surface. Measures seem to have been taken to imply it was a pass between the family from Count Bartleby Lothied to a Countess Martella Lothied. But I also understand the former princess Eutropia now resides there as well. It is for her 
the orders were enacted, no? And not a stretch to assume that it is for her you are present in this city at this very moment. Correct. I am present in this city because I do not believe that Pytherius is a fit ruler. Even if it had nothing to do with the princess. I still know his evils and we have proof of his evils firsthand. This is the matter of our meeting today. This letter I will collect when we are through here, Sir Landless, but I assume there is more direct means. You had implied there were several pieces you wish to bring before me. Yes. There is another letter and I'll take out the letter about the plans to assassinate Princess Eutropia and blame it on us. Yeah, I'll take the half-burned letter. Yeah, it's damaged, but there are significant portions still. It seems like he got the good half of this letter. Yeah. <laughs> but he'll uh, he'll look through that, and uh, and, and while he's looking through that, I'll pull out the ledger. Yeah, from... and he will he will yeah. ask for the rest of it, and over uh, yeah. a few minutes, you'll hand him this letter. He'll read through it, uh, hand it back, and then. We'll probably more explain well. the dagger than flop tail. Yeah, kind of just corpse. hanging him a knife. Like that's, that's a, Do you have her? Did you put her corpse in her bag of holding? Do you yes. have her? Yep. We definitely have her corpse. With do you us. actually have her entire body in a bag of holding right now? Mm-hmm. That's currently the only thing in her entire two bag of holding, I believe, is Tamalon's mm-hmm. dead body. Uh, yep. Everything else still in the minor bag. But well, you would probably... go. A lot of the loot we picked up from the monks would have been shifted over because mm-hmm. I realize that bag doesn't have a lot of space. A dead body and just a bunch of like rings and capes jostling around. Uh, you know, normal adventurer stuff. So over the course of the next five, ten minutes, you would go through the evidence with the archbanker. You would explain to him the letter that detailed the assassination plot against Eutropia and the efforts to frame you five directly. The ledgers again operating, uh, detailing Maxlar's operations rather in Kadira, and the dagger uh, explaining the murder that it implicates the Pytherius family, and though not Maxlar necessarily directly. He would look over each of these things, and Gusern still standing by watching this all exchange hands with a very decidedly smug look on his face. Uh, like he's he's finally getting his vengeance. And after that is all passed, and the evidence has all been handed back to you, there is no further. Archbanker dropped would nod. This is extensive and certainly damning. It will take some time for us to review in full. I assume as you have brought these here in good faith that you intend to turn this evidence over to the law in the House of Gold so we can pursue it fully and justly. Well, I believe that was part of the plan, yes. How? Go ahead. For to be looked over and for justice to be carried out. How long are we talking? 
because I fear that while he is allowed to remain, he will do more harm than good, Can especially with what he's planning in Kadira. Many innocent people and innocent soldiers will die as he furthers his own plots and ambitions. This is no man alone's determination to make. Not even mine, Lady Ebendego. Can make you no promises as to the time frame of our proceedings. Only that proceedings there will be. And I will pursue them to the fullest extent of my power. Would Which... you consider this to be proof enough for a temporary arrest? Perhaps. But again, not without verification of its authenticity, referencing and what gathering of witnesses or corollaries may be possible. That said, Lady Kahina Abendego, Sir Baylor Landis, Sir Dara Rostam, Lady Inori Dentho, and Sir Nalaginus Stalwart, you stand accused of high crimes and treason against the city of Zemar and her people. Beyond that, closing a clear and present threat to the security of our nation. You are hereby placed under arrest to await trial in the highest courts of our land. Seal the doors. You see? Mm. And uh, get that, the two Templars back by the doors each move to close the two entrances to the antechamber of this chapel. And I had hoped, sincerely hoped, you were an actual just servant of Abaddon. I have committed my life, my knowledge, and my magic to the enaction of proper justice throughout this nation. And I similarly will hope that you understand why this must be done. And each of the Templars casts a spell on the two doors and the antechambers, sealing them magically, in addition to with their mundane locks. And the Archbanker continues. You have my personal promise, not only upon my name, but upon my station and the hands of the Lawgiver reaching down from the heavens above, that you will be given fair trial and not yeah. hidden away like the secret the general may wish you to be. I will see to this personally. You know that's not how it's going to work when he figures out that we've been arrested. Especially with Jareth still walking around. Uh, you will not be sent to Abadar's pillar if you will take this willingly. If you will comply, I will be your personal champion. No evidence, testimonies, or pursuits will be left by the wayside as we seek your true justice, may it be fair or foul. Now, I ask, here in the house of the god of the gods himself, will you submit? We did what, not come here for bloodshed. What crimes? What exactly are we being accused with here? Now, he heaves a sigh and Gusein 
His subtle grin gets a little bit more visible as he readies himself for this. And uh, the chief enumerator walks past the group of you towards the pulpit of this small chapel and reaches for a Bible and opens it wide. Flips through some pages solemnly, quietly, as he looks for something. And as he finds a page, steadies it and smooths it before him. Walls and ditches not render prosperity within themselves, only guided upon the divine rails of law and to ascend. And Sar 2.21 I place you under arrest by suspicion of treason under the testimony of Master Jareth, General Pytherius, and several of the sentinels who enact the law here within the walls of Zemar. With that, he opens this verbal duel. He is not beyond reason. He will hear you. And with his rhetoric, he opens the stakes here. Now, it's been a minute since we've had a verbal duel. And admittedly, verbal duels are a kind of complex and odd feature. So we took a little time those watching and listening before and off stream to set up to prepare for this one a little more explicitly because this is an interesting pile of mechanics <laughs> so as he opens I'm gonna have to flip back and forth a, a whole bunch here so bear with me as he opens with his rhetoric playing with the law and religion behind him he clearly hopes to simply plead to your submission. And he will set the stakes. Now, in these verbal duels, we go through a series of exchanges back and forth. And as he opens, in the beginning here, the ante is set to one. If you wish to reply to him, you wish to try to plead your case, or rather pursue any avenue to convince him to let you continue on your mission. Any of you may step in. I ask you to wait for this first time so we can lay the, the groundwork here. Any of you may step in with any of the various verbal dueling tactics. And for those of you that may not have seen one of these before, because I believe Count Lothied <laughs> Count Bartleby Lothied, back in Marat County, and our first arc of the adventures here on the Paizo channel was the last time we had a verbal duel. This is functionally a structured debate. Uh, so whether you respond with your own simple rhetoric or wish to use your presence with the deeds you've accomplished behind your true names, not to your disguise, bring logic, attempt to even appeal to him directly through some kind of flattery or indirectly through mockery of, of the law or his opinions. Any of you, after I set in the 
ante here and roll the stakes may step forward with any of your skills, which we have already beforehand applied to the various tactics. So he read you a Bible verse. And he explained in plain words, he just hopes he would succumb to the judgment of the law who wishes to retort. Now, you can also just concede uh, because if you try to retort, this increases the ante, making it more damaging were you to lose this exchange. But if you concede, he gains an edge, which allows him to re-roll one of his checks any time. Uh, you have a lot of edges from your various things, most notably Kahina's wit archetype. <laughs> Carrying her a ridiculous pile of edges, and I said it briefly when we were going over this before, but I want to restate this again. All of these edges do apply on a per-verbal dual basis. There is no benefit to hanging on to your edges. Uh, they are per case. An unused edge gains nothing. One question. Can we use inspiration on these? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, you are in here <laughs> trying to appeal to him as a man and as the chief enumerator, the enactor of Abadar's law of the city of Zimar with a very, very intricate case behind him and behind you. Uh, your training would absolutely have prepared you for this. You can definitely use inspiration on this. Uh, so whoever wishes to step up, go ahead. Um, well, I can start off if it's okay. Um, absolutely. <laughs> uh, you say you are a man of justice of the law and I also know of the law and you are coming into this prejudice how is this fair and then whenever you guys respond with something just as a little RP incentive encouragement I try to figure out what tactic you're using and if I can guess it from your presentation you get a plus one but don't feel bad if I can't because a lot of these are very similar and yeah, I'm really actually I, I'm not fantastic at this but that sounds to me like vault logic uh, well it was actually mockery but oh, you're trying to <laughs> you subtle mockery very, you're going for so, a, a very subtle I felt like that was fairly very bad. I mean she did, she did just start you call yourself a man of justice yeah, yeah, that's yeah. fair. See, that's see. fair. You okay. know, I just thought that Dara wouldn't want to step to that against Avatar. That was actually my first thought. But uh, with Mockery, you have bluff. So. Yeah. All right. So I just roll just a regular. This is just bluff. a straight bluff check with a uh, natural. Nat twenty and a thirty-five. Nat twenty. So now, thirty-five. Get him. Before you respond, this is going to raise the ante of this exchange to two. I would be concerned if it didn't. And as you attempt to make a mockery, the natural 20 to 35, make a mockery of Chief Enumerator Drocht in his own house. Both he and Sir Gusern are clearly unimpressed. You lose to determination. But it is your open. Now, also as a reminder, there are biases and those are flat positives or negatives based on who you're trying to <laughs> argue with or even 
the audience you're arguing in front of. Uh, but I will let you know more plainly if those come into play. That was not a bias. It just also opened with a nat 20. <laughs> no, I was wondering how... Like, come Wait, on. after you've failed, aren't you allowed to roll the d6 for inspiration if you want? Uh, inspiration comes before the results are revealed. Before the results, okay. But that I thought does, it was after. Your mockery of Drakt only serves to solidify his position. But any of the five of you may attempt to open a new exchange. Just keep in mind that you cannot open an exchange with baiting or red herrings, as those are tactics more to divert an exchange in progress. As you wait. I'm going to uh, go on ahead and get this one then. So. For all the claims you lay against us, it seems awfully damning that there's no proof on the table. You have claims from the spy master who clearly tried to kill us when we arrived in the city. I don't think it's very becoming of you to use such a man's claims. Are you trying to mock him again? No. You going into your own mockery? I is... have performed comedy for wit. I like it, I don't know oh, how to yeah. use it. Mockery, no, yeah, that's, that's good. Like, mockery yeah. and wit are incredibly close together and don't feel bad if I think one is the other because that's one of the pairs I'm bad at distinguishing. But uh, with your wits, you have performed comedy. Now, 15. the three on the die. Uh, you don't currently have any edges to perform comedy, but if you're gonna low roll, to be fair, the opener <laughs> yeah, is just, a just an opener to do it. So that sets the stakes to fifteen. Anti the one. And he turns to you as you respond. And it thinks a little bit. Accepts what you're saying. My judgments are the highest in the city of Zumar. I was appointed to this station centuries ago, largely admittedly assisted by my race, but there are others who share my scales who would see these roles in such a prestigious city. My judgments the chief enumerator and the arch banker of Zemar, Lord Linkus Drought, are not to be taken lightly or condemned. He flexes his presence <laughs> upon the party. Does anyone care if I uh, flex back? <laughs> and he is going to raise the. Anyone can step in. It's not like a debate yeah. before someone returns. Anyone can step in. I mean, so nobody goes, feel free to flex back. Yeah. I'm feeling like it. I'm the closer. 
Flex. Just, there's yeah, no so, like, yeah, there's so, no tactical planning between. No, here. I was just seeing if forth. anybody wanted yeah, to say can, anything. I'm trying to give no people one goes, turns. Go for it. Yeah. All right. So, I will respond. And despite your scales, a man stands before you, accusing you of using biased proof in the name of the law. What say you to Nell Stalwart? Now, you do have two edges. And this, is with, this is clearly yeah, the, yeah. You did yes. announce that beforehand, so I'm not giving you the plus one. But, As uh, if it wouldn't be anyways, but yeah. Name drop now, yourself. You do take a minus two yes. for trying to out presence a presence and it's not a particularly powerful response but, but as i am re-rolling this... that i didn't see a roll that's uh, 24 right. i rolled the two on the dice okay uh keep in mind that you do also have a minus eight to your intimidate here i've already affected that transition to edges okay but yeah roll 20 is doing roll 20 stuff i didn't see that but right, uh so i'll just re-roll it oh cool i saw that one so you use one of your edges yep all right, that is that does those extra points of intimidate do convert over, and with a reroll, you get a thirty. Now and I'll add a d6 to that as well. Okay, right, go ahead. Use an intimidate to uh, an inspiration rather to buff your intimidate. That brings thirty-five. It up to thirty-five. I'll add another plus four from my persona phase to intimidate. Thirty-nine. To a and as a bonus, as this continues, you feel more and more convinced that Archbanker Drocht is very much prepared for this and near possibly entirely unshakable in his beliefs here. You feel as if this conversation, this debate, is less trying to change the Archbanker's mind directly and more, perhaps, trying to sway the onlookers. Particularly, Gusern, another highly esteemed uh, Inquisitor. And Gusern, as much as he doesn't like you, is very much forced to respect you, and you feel like this audience is biased for presence. That 39 is a 41. Fantastic. So... That's just... Here's a bonus, there's a bonus, there's a bonus. Yeah, you kind of... Piled up decently well there. Rocked, looks back to you, shakes his head. After all I've learned of your exploits throughout Taldor, your tasks, your efforts, overthrowing counties through strong arm tactics, you can't imagine you can stand before me believing a name to carry you. Ridiculous. His best attempt here at wit. Honestly, with what Gusern knows of you, not impressive. And he is going to lose this exchange is for determination of his own. <laughs> As he looks around and realizes that that didn't really land how he thought it would, that wasn't as good as he may have thought. It's because I'm not in the full plate. You can see the muscles really going. Yeah. He 
pulls the book back in front of him again, thumbing through to another page near the back. Fools! Hath said in their hearts, we need not this law. We need not these rules and the shackles they bring. Fools they were, as they cast themselves to their own dooms upon the wilds beyond the walls. Condemnations 2-9 to 2-11. You cannot think yourselves above the wisdom of the gold-fisted himself. This biblical allegory leading himself into this exchange means that you are left really without any option to possibly concede, knowing that that is pretty strong given the current company. I have a permanent minus two for winning, correct? Uh, yes. In fact, Presence is now floating a permanent minus two full stop. Anybody who attempts to use Presence will take an additional penalty because that has already won an exchange, uh, similar to how he is currently taking a penalty to Rhetoric for having won the first exchange with that. And he used allegory? Yeah, but with allegory. Anyone can feel free to just I mean, say something. Scripture. <laughs> it's hard to come back to that. <laughs> I mean, you can concede that one, but conceding to allegory increases the any by two. Whereas if you try to, re yeah. that's allegory's thing. So if you try to reply and fail, it only goes up by one. So like you really just, you super don't want to concede to an allegory. But cutting scripture in a church of Abadar <laughs> with the given the current audience is like, I hate you guys. We have tried to work within the law as much as we have been able. But Mylan Jareth being the head of it and attacking us immediately while making these plans to take down not only you, but also the Baron. Unfortunately, there were things we had to work against within the law. Also, we healed for one determination. Oh, yep, because you did well with presence, so you do get one determination back. That sounds like just flat rhetoric to me. Yes. Taylor. So take your plus one. And the ante increases. What did he roll? Oh, oh there it goes. Yeah, there it goes. I rolled a 33. Mm -hmm. So with a 33, it seems like it is relatively difficult to come back to the quoting indeed, as most of them still respect the name of Master Jareth, as he is a pretty high-stationed government official. You lose two, uh, two determination in the exchange.
Also, uh, Mistress Cha, True Demon has given you a hero point to hope that you can use the power of your closing might <laughs> to possibly come through here in the end where your 37 kajillion edges may fail you. Or do you use it anywhere else, really? It's a hero point. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to go on ahead and open since it's our turn. Forgive me for being so inconsiderate to a man of your status. You are indeed one of the mighty dragons, and you do have a strong grasp of both the law and Abadar's religion, but there are things happening in the shadows that you just aren't aware of in this city, and we've been trying to clean it up. You try to flatter this man. I am indeed flattering this man. 22. So, 21. Minus 2 plus 1. So, uh... Wait. Minus 2 for what? I have a permanent minus 2 because I won. Or is it no, just presence? No, it's to the tactics. Yeah, it's not okay. to the people. So, but 23. Being, being to the tactics, it will... Right, I did have that going before the head on the people. Tying it to the tactics will innately tie it to the people because you guys have different skills that you're good at here. So I don't feel the need to super sandbag it on a single person. But, okay. uh, so 23? So 23. What's yep. the plus one? That is the plus one. It's a 22. Oh, because I guessed your thing. Right, okay, yep. fair enough. And that was flattery, which does nothing when you open, so it's perfectly fine. Nothing fancy. And he turns to you again. Nelogenous. Child that you are in the grand scheme. I cannot understand. You come into this house of gold and think that I, of all people, not only here, but that you have interacted with in this city as uh, as a whole, or even in your travels throughout Taldor, have not done my fair research, or to believe that I would take any aspect of what I must do here lightly. And again, leaning on his presence. Alright. <clears throat> okay, and that will increase the ante. And you wanted to go ahead? So tell me, because I really want to know. Should Pytherius be found guilty of all of these things, and Jareth too, where does that leave you? Exactly. Do you still get to keep your cushy job? Are you still head of the church? Do people then not look upon you as graciously as they would would have before because you served them so religiously? You followed their every guiding light rather than Abadars. You preferred someone who would kill innocent soldiers innocent men just to keep your place 
How does that look to the people? Hmm? <laughs> He's thinking. I was thinking. Well, I was pretty. It sounded like bait at first. Then it it got, is. Okay. It's I was baiting. like, then it got pretty emotional, appealy, but then it went back to pretty yeah, solid but it went bait. Yeah, back to bait. So yeah, I am uh, baiting. So take your Definitely plus bait. one. Okay. And I'm going to. Das bait. Das das bait. Identifying bait. Run that hot. All right, so now I have to figure out. So you have a minus six total, because I went through and mm -hmm. looked at all the stuff. You also have two edges, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or one one that's specific to bait in addition to your nine that can be used on anything from your archetype. So uh, okay. you have a, it's just a flat minus six. The red table on the bottom right, because in verbal duels, listeners, less watchers, things that just give you a flat floating plus from feats or magic abilities to a skill do not apply and instead translate to edges. edges. Hey, you want to use one of 14 edges on that four? Yeah, I do. Alrighty. Yeah, I definitely do. So, one of her gazillion edges. One of my gazillion edges. Let's try this again, shall we? Oh, How a little better. Better, better, better. better. that 20. That's better. much better. A lot of better. <laughs> Don't forget the minus 10. Yeah, minus 10 to this. This is a. Uh, Intimidate is for presence. Baiting is sense motive. We have. So what's your what's oh. your sense motive modifier? Oh sorry. Uh, my sense motive modifier is twelve. Uh, sense motive twenty one. The so twenty one. So that with the minus uh, six. So that's a forty one. Then I was gonna do the minus six. That's a thirty five. Is what that ends up being. It's a mm -hmm. Sorry. Plus okay. one. Plus one. Thirty six. It could only ever be the thirty six. You. Bounce it. Back to him. 36. He looks to you, changing his gaze from uh, their stalwart. Clearly, relatively unimpressed. And it would be you, then, I suppose, who fancies herself so concerned with these claims of who you've known or who you've operated with. The ties of your peers rather than your own deeds or your doings. Unsurprising, coming from the daughter of the imprisoned Abendego clan. I only hoped that perhaps your less, less foolish allies could have guided you to a wiser path. Making a pretty clear and direct mockery of your bait. Yeah, that. He is going to turn to Gusern. And say, I have a very witness of how you conduct yourself, and suppose, given that it's no surprise, this is how you believe reputations are built. And he is going to use his edge for bringing Gusain. Reroll that. And then I'm also going to fill in point it, because that was still terrible. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, pulling out the big guns. Oh, yeah. no. But a mighty moist one. I mean, it's pretty appropriate. 
that I use a villain point that I got from Link1429 on his NPC, Link is dropped. So it works for me. And against it's me. The unagainst <laughs> you. The only possible place this villain point could be pulled out. Damn you, Link. <laughs> did and you see he made the chief enumerator in Final Fantasy fourteen? I did not. But it's the, up on his Twitter. The stakes raise. Oh. <laughs> you know it is higher than thirty-six. And he has brought it back with a mockery. You can see you'll lose four determination if you attempt to rally and fail, you'll lose five. Such a big man of high status, making jokes as if he was me. <laughs> it's adorable, honestly. I find it flattering that you're or imitating me just for this to mess with Kahina. It's interesting, but I thank you for the acknowledgement. So back to his wit that is presence oh presence okay yeah. yeah I did not see that one so yeah. you have a plus two for countering mockery with presence a minus mm -hmm. two because you've won with presence before a, a plus, plus two, two because, because the, the audience. audience is biased and so a plus eight because I'm lucky you're gonna blow your luck on this a plus <laughs> eight to your single d20 roll from the luck Making it a 42, 42 is your total. And I'm going to add a d6. He wants it. He wants it. 46. So a 46 total. As you send it back. And that was my last insight. He's going to look, acknowledge you, but turn back to Kahina. Yes. As a matter of fact, I think it pertinent, given the situation. Disturbing signs have surrounded our fair city. Flowers, otherwise healthy and alive, have been near drained of their color pale imitations of their usual beauty. Songbirds of the trees seem to sing their melodies off-key. One would not be judged for reading these signs as disfavor from Shellen herself, as a warning, as a herald of a betrayal not far from that of her own brother when he turned from the light of righteousness. One may think her sending a personal warning of a harbinger wearing the guise of her very own faith. This red herring directed entirely to distract, to draw away from this. He is going to take the plus four, <laughs> try to end this exchange, and dump the ante with this diversion. Is that going to be a reroll? He's going to fail. He is going to lose five determination. 
<laughs> Presence is now at a minus four. Home run, baby. And we heal again. And you do, in fact, get one more determination back for winning with Presence. <laughs> I am the fast healing boots. Surprisingly, Gusern and the two guards by the door seem the most caught off guard by this. Gusern almost seems confused as the Archbanker makes this clear ploy to try to just simply draw away from the arguments you're making to distract. And he'll look around and read the room and sees losing support, surprisingly. Could this possibly be interpreted any other way? Could you, Sir Gusen, believe the audacity of this group after their crimes in your very own county to attempt to lecture me? Frankly, even I, the man who has been called by many of his peers humorous, not help but see this is a situation of some considerable irony. Again, attempting to wield wits. And it's not, notably, not fantastic at it. But, takes it raised. Great. Um, so, uh, unless, uh, unless, in order you want to go. You going? Go. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Um. You're not a dumb guy. I get that. We have respect for you, but you have to see that there's something going on. There's got to be a part of you deep down in there that you 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 have a feeling there's something going. on. I mean, look at Jareth. You can't tell me you you don't have a, the thought every once in a while there might be something going on with this guy. It's just the whole the whole situation is just deteriorating around you and you, you can't see it come on you're smarter than that this is clear flattery yes so take your plus one yay so now I can just roll it flat uh, okay and get it I'm gonna roll inspiration on that okay yes I see 11 on the die yeah, that's a uh, twenty-one total. So twenty-one. You want to add a little inspiration there? Did you did you train diplomacy? Or you blow in the double. I think I did. Okay, well, pop use well, inspiration then, and yeah. add a d six to that uh, twenty-one, and see where we end up. Five more, so twenty-six. Twenty-six. The ends. I gotta look real quick at this table each time. That actually ends the exchange. That, uh... I believe that's if you win the exchange, but let me double check. So, like, if you respond to this and failed, but let me... Yeah, the exchange. So, like, okay. if he replies to this and loses, the ante will go down by two. He doesn't take as much of a hit because you're flattering him, but it, but you'll get an edge. So, it, uh, it's kind of snowballs you. All of the when you win are when you win the exchange. So, he 
Response. I need dent though. So attempts at flattery are unwanted and beyond that unneeded here. The case is plain to be seen. Regardless of your opinions or your evidence, the law needs now pursue its course. And as you are suspected of such heinous crimes, there is no option other than to place yourselves into custody. If you have one bit of faith remaining in the justice and in the nation you claim to serve, you'll understand why this needs to be done. Getting a little ground, seemingly. You guys, that is. He falls back to simple rhetoric. Trying to express in plain terms why you should surrender. And these stakes raise. You all consider his words here. This is an important moment. You came here hoping to win him over as an ally, and that may not be impossible, but you need to choose your words cautiously. Any of you can decide to concede to him. Take the head and open your own exchange as part of your response, if you wish. Again, none of this is a group consensus. And he used rhetoric? He used rhetoric. And I'm, not, I'm trying, not trying to push you guys. I'm just fill in yeah. silence because it I'm is a complicated rule set with a big pile of interactions between the various tactics that comes up quite rarely. So, I mean, I'm not trying to push. Don't feel super rushed. Was, um, was knowledge religion decided on? Knowledge religion is logic in this. L logic changes based on the duel. And okay. as you are currently debating a man who is quoting scripture at you in his own church, logic is on knowledge religion right now. Fair enough. It's been profession soldier and I think every single other verbal voice so far. Because <laughs> you're usually arguing with military people or rulers. Last one was Stobel, but that didn't go very far. Yeah. Nora yeah. <laughs> definitely won that verbal duel instantly. <laughs> I don't remember there being a duel, but that's just me. <laughs> she didn't have any response to the uh, click, reload, click, Safe reload. Safe to say tactics. she was blown away by the opening. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Who wishes Looked like you were going to say something, Ryan. You can close it. I say we can take this one. Alright. So do you want to open then? Game. I could lose three determination knowing <coughs> uh, that it's gotten risky and there isn't not worth it. It's better to take the hit now. Using the upper hand, Archbanker dropped gains an edge. Uh, did you want to continue or? Um, I'm just going to open. You 
can mock me. I will take it. And you can say, with all your research, that you have concluded that we are treasonous and poison to the nation. And you have spoken with Circus Cern. But I would ask you, Circus Cern, are the people of Stockies better off for never have met us? Look at everything that we did for them. And they honestly honestly never asked us to do half of it we saw there was a need and we did it not because we were trying to impress everybody but because there were people who actually needed us the same with several other places we didn't have to go and save other countries from giant spiders we didn't have to go and save Dave and Crab's daughter but we did we went to Yanmas and we outwitted Pytherius there because he had sent somebody there to systematically destroy that city and every innocent person in there. He's trying to emotionally appeal to Gusain. Well, yes. <laughs> so, not only an emotional appeal to Gusain, an emotional appeal about the peasants of Marat County to Gusain. Well, not even. But then Yanmas, uh, which is well, not, yeah, which are not peasants. Yanmas, right. But he. And he the soldiers. Sneers. And you feel as if emotional appeals are not gonna be a great tool for, you know, Hussein. He's, yeah, he's a bit of not a, a very feely kind of person. Mm -hmm. uh, this audience is biased, biased against emotional appeals, so take a minus two on this, but a plus one because I knew what it was, so only a minus one. Okay. And then you actually have no penalties to perform oratory because you get none of that from items or perks. So mm -hmm. you get the full roll. You also should have just replied to that instead of conceding. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see if she rolls first. That's a 40 with the... So uh, that's 17 on the dice. A 39. Plus... Yeah, minus one. Minus two for the audience. Bias plus one because oh, I knew what you were doing. So it'd be sorry. a 38. My 38. But what it's worth conceding was the right choice because you would have just taken an extra hit. But you set the ante. And the stakes are at 39 immediately. And... Drox is, shakes his head and puts out a hand to Gusain. Don't answer that. The relevant task at hand. Say what they will of their previous exploits, and he's going to lose one determination, and you guys are going to gain an edge that anybody can use. So there's one floating edge right now. And open his own. You not see with what you have done for these people yourself. For these people in Marat you claim so much to care about. Do you not see how their lives, their countries, their societies have to be run on a simple bastion of common understanding and procedure. I have given you my word as the Archbanker and as the Chief Enumerator. I will do all that is in my power 
to ensure you are treated fairly. I will not let General Pytherius brush this away or steamroll this Inquisition. You will have my support in your pursuit of justice. But you must surrender. And again, just pleading to simple rhetoric. Hoping you'll agree on laying the stakes. Okay. Um, so all that is in your power is what you say you will give us. But all that is in your power, you if you had used it, if we had not been here, you would be dead. There was a hit on your head. You would not have known. There are things that all that is your power cannot accomplish. <laughs> is it? <laughs> That's not an answer. I... That is not an answer. <laughs> that sounds like logic. It's pretty logical. No, it's mockery again. <laughs> you have the subtlest mockery it's in the history of the world. That was super mocking. I was like, you know all this stuff. Oh yeah, look at you. This is this is a finger. Bring the person's idea of being rude to someone right here. Like I was being super rude. That was, I was so mocking. Being super like, rude. I was being super duper rude. I don't know. You guys crazy. <laughs> Okay, um, <laughs> you're thinking of Xerophel levels of rude, you need to be Crowley levels. <laughs> okay, so that's at minus, um, minus two for doing after. After. No, you have no penalties at all. No, this is just okay. a roll. No penalties, yeah. no bonuses, just a flat roll. Okay. Uh, 28. Stakes raise. He is mocked. Even if you may not notice it, he is, uh... <laughs> well, I thought that was fairly rude. We did have a discussion about what rude is. Because clearly think we're this on... lady might not think the best of me. <laughs> I think she wishes to malign my character. <laughs> exactly! But I'm uncertain, I must admit. <laughs> he... turns to you... Sir Rostam, you were a military man, and I may attempt to understand the foundation from which you make these appeals. But you of all here should be able to let the importance of authority and the chain of command be known to your allies. What is a nation? What is a city? What even is a team such as your own without a leader? Here in Zemar, in the matters of this of law and justice, that falls soundly upon my shoulders and mine alone. I have passed my judgment here, and it is clear. Again, returning back with the presence. It's worth mentioning that uh, he does not have the penalty for winning exchanges with presidents. Yeah. That's on your guys. I'm trying to color code the things on the spreadsheet here to who has penalties to what. 
And, uh, again, Ysern seems to approve. He also gets a bonus for presence over mockery. Quite an effective retort. The stakes are raised. Dara knows the importance of leadership and knows that it's important to have a proper leader. How else could a military man be working against the head of the military right now? He knows more than anyone here. And everything we have done, we have done to try to get this country a good leader. That one has to be logic, right? I was going with for rhetoric, but they those are, are really they are you very should get it anyway. They're very similar. <laughs> that was an awesome idea. That was that was, that was solid. <laughs> but uh take your roll, comrade, and with your rhetoric, keep in mind your minus five. Yep. You do have an edge specifically for rhetoric if this load rolls. The stakes are quite high. And that is a five on the die. Using that that edge. Yes. Alright, so Baylor is going to use his edge for rhetoric here. That is higher. I... There is one floating edge for the party from his concession earlier. Wait. Plus, there are the <laughs> two weekly re-rolls, or if you have any hero points. That was a six on the die. Uh-huh. I'll... Was a 28? You actually know that can't beat it because Dara said it yeah. at a 28. You know that yeah. one. I... I mean, I guess at this point, weekly rerolls and group edges are basically the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Largely, yes. I mean, a group edge is but, categorically uh, a more specific yeah. unit. You want to use but, the one edge you'd gotten uh, previously for misconcession. Yeah, I'll use that and go with another roll. That is much better. And then I am going to use inspiration. Alright, so you got 37. Did you take, you took the 5 out of that too. 37. 15 on the yep. die. And we're gonna add an inspiration. This is where all of our training is going. <laughs> all of it was for this moment. <laughs> to convince Archbanker Drock. I mean, this, this really is a huge swing whether or not or whose team he's on rather that goes up to a 41 41 with your rhetoric he is simply going to laugh as he retorts please you think because you have one man who can't determine where his loyalties are, somehow, through some twisted horror of logic, parody, in fact, this makes your cause more just, more sound. His blatant mockery. There's been a pretty high bar here. Come on, dragon. That's gonna be his edge. It's gonna be his edge. She's <laughs> gonna go ahead and use the 
the edge from his concession. That's gonna be a no for me. Stakes are raised. Higher than 41. We only got one person could cop that. <laughs> Time for the closer. Oh. I have fish for a 20. Edges for days. Right, dude. Right. And the problem is he used mockery, which the only solid counter to. You guys are riding on a minus four for winning two exchanges with it already. His presence. Yep. Go ahead. Well, presence runs at a net zero. All right, then. That's true. With the biases and everything, it's functionally a flat right now. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Mock us. Threaten us. Try to throw us off the scent. But do you really know who you deal with? Not just... Sir Stalwart. Not just Lady Dimthal. Not just Daughter Rostam. Or Baylor Landless. Or Kahina Abendego. We are the hands, the fingers of Princess Eutropia, the rightful ruler. Despite what any paperwork you may have to the contrary. We are the fingers that stretch the entirety of Taldor. We carry the standards of our nation. We are the belief of a downtrodden people. We are the ones that will rise. And when we are done, we will fade away because we will no longer be needed. But we will come again. Flex, but okay. We're heroes. Despite what you think. And we were willing to lay down our lives now was to save Sir Gassern. We brought you papers to show you that we were willing to save yours. We're willing to talk to you now, even knowing that we walked in here and that you would possibly put us away. We do what's right, and we've helped Abadar more times than you could ever count. Ask the Archbanker of Marat. Ask the Archbanker of Yanmas. If you are yourself a true archbanker, look at the good that we have done. The scales tip ever in our favor. Ooh, I like that. Oh, that's a solid ending. He certainly looks the archbanker. He bears you down. You attempt to use your presence. It isn't a flat. It's, you got plus two for counting mockery, plus two for the bias, and minus four because you've won two exchanges with it. Okay. So it's just you're intimidated so just a minus ten from all of your various skill bonuses onto it. Okay. But you've got a bazillion edges. Yes, it edges, is. inspiration. Two of which edges, are specifically two peasants. A hero point. Yeah, we need a big number. You guys huh. have nine determination. This is it's, it's a... obviously gonna be a reroll. No, it's yep. higher than forty-one. <laughs> Another one. Another edge. Is she, uh... 
This continues to pull further and further. That is higher than 41. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, before the minus 10. That's a 31. Oh. Oh, crap. Mm -hmm. Keep going. You got this. You are, you are crit fishing right now. I think. You need, yeah, you got a crit fish. That's all there is to it. Sorry, you got. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There it is. The flex. Four, four edges deep. Four edges deep. She gets the nat twenty. It would normally be a fifty. But since a lot of your Intimidate is from skills, feats, and, well, items and feats. You have a lot of items buffing your Intimidate. It's a 40. So you know you're going to have to also use some Inspiration. Inspiration. I will tell you right now, just to go ahead, no pressure or anything. I need a 6. No, it's actually not that bad. It's actually not that bad. The stakes are at 43. You have exactly a 50-50 chance. It either happens or it doesn't. Can no you way to reroll a point on a D6? There's no way to reroll a D6 that I'm aware of. Hero points specific D20 rolls. You need a four plus. What if we pool all of our? <laughs> no, hold hold on. Instead of a hero point, what about just our daily reroll? Because that you, you it's specifically called the daily rerolls, not you the daily lose hero point. Six determination. Oh come! This, this is a strong Good presence, try. but the archbanker is an equally strong man, and minus four on presence at this point is is no joke. They have heard who you are. That will no longer be enough. It is your open. I got right. nothing. I will, uh... I'll go on ahead and open up with, You have uh... ten edges. You have a lot more than nothing. Or nine edges. You used four there. And one before. Alright, how about this? I don't really know much about the teachings of Abadar, aside from what I've gleamed in my time dancing around the counties and playing noble with everyone, but the teachings of Shaylin have their own merits, and while they might not be up to par as far as following the laws and the rules, they do teach me to do right. And that's what I've been trying to do. The right thing, not necessarily the lawful thing. Can you blame me? That is just solid logic? Correct. Alright, take your plus one. Oh, I'm not 20! I'm not 20! As you reply with logic as well, you seem to very much win Gusern's favor, also. He... Wait, since this is about a lawful... Avatar's not lawful good, never mind. I've had that note forever and never was able to roll it. Wait, for what? I get a plus two for lawful good deities from the very first book. Uh, Avatar's lawful neutral. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, so Gusern came in here to tell on you, to title the dad, to have his vengeance, but as you 
discuss, he's seeming less convinced. And he, while not terribly swayed by emotional appeals, is very swayed by logic. This audience is biased for logic as well. So, that is an additional two higher. So, with that 24, did you include the plus one for me getting it? 25. The 25 is where these stakes are set. <laughs> just just roll 20s. That's all you gotta yeah, do. All you gotta do is just roll 20s and everything's easy. Stalwart. All the rest of you. On our first meeting, I told you I had faith in your good intentions. It's why I have humored you so far. I would not extend such a courtesy to lesser men or men oh, who... That's another plus two, because I opened. Huh? Logic gets plus two to openers. Oh, true. Uh, so 27. It is a... Uh, would not extend such a courtesy to unknowns or lesser men, but you have a reputation about you. I feel we've reached an imba impasse here. And believe you me, when I say I have no desire to escalate this further. But for your deeds, understand if you speak true. If this evidence is as it appears to be, if this is what you believe, the law and the gods will weigh in your favor. You only need to go along. Trust in what we have built. He's really just trying to appeal to your sense of logic and rhetoric here. Just rhetoric specifically just trying to bluntly state as plain as he can it's in everyone's best interests as far as he's concerned so he logic to my logic he rhetoric to your logic rhetoric it's just as simple this is in everyone's best interest and these stakes raise above a 27 But where's the fun in merely just giving in to the words of corrupt men? Why shouldn't we have this debate? Why shouldn't we have a little bit of fun with this? I'm not here to shed blood. I'm not here to fight you. I'm here to show you what we found. And hopefully you'll understand that this is a matter to be dealt with immediately. It's hard to trust us, I understand, with our past history, but we have done everything we can here. That just sounds like this is logic and rhetoric back and forth. Are you trying to state the, the case? No, that one is uh, wit, which I still have a hard time with. Yeah, they're hard. That's why it's a bonus. It's not like I penalize you for... Yeah. Uh, you're not guessing. It's just like an RP flavor bonus. So with your wit, I guess that makes sense. You have to perform comedy. 
and I will go on ahead and uh also you you know wits bonus right wits bonus yeah you can choose to like just take a plus two on any wit roll but if you lose it hits you harder you lose more determination that's like wits special thing sure I'll take a plus two and um Twenty nine. That it. All right. I've got a reroll. Yeah, uh, hero, a hero point or a session reroll? No, I've got a thing. An or is edge, that only for your edges are only for presence? Presence. Because they came from intimidate stat conversion. Gotcha. Don't we have a floating one? Uh, it got well, used. Baylor used oh. that. So there's the two session rerolls of hero points. I think are all you have to reroll right now. To live the dream. That was a fifteen though. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? I'm sitting at twenty-nine right now. Hold on, I think I have a thing I can use from... Persona or something, maybe? Uh, no, no that's diplomacy it. or bluff. Not perform. 29? Yeah, that's a 29. But that's... Actually, mm, no, 29. He's taking so, he's taking so hard. I, no. <laughs> Archbanker dropped takes his head states plainly I gave you every chance every opportunity I want you to know that I more than any here regret how this had to end then calls out from the pulpit arrest them as he raises his hands and his body starts to pull and transform. So, I think we need to take a break first off. Found themselves attacked by a lawful good bronze dragon. So, as he transforms, you would see Sir Gusern reaching for his crossbow, along with one of the other guards down the center of the room to the door, while the other ready to spell. And Linkistrakt ceases to be Linkistrakt, Archbanker of Abadar, and becomes. Link is dropped. And of Abadar's justice. For reference, Honori, this is a dragon. <laughs> well, I Do told her that already. <laughs> that big, too. Um. Yes. 
Okay. Yes. Just wanted to you confirm. Would, uh, yeah, I was like double checking because I you made me second guess myself. I double check real quick. Uh, yeah, he would fill most of the chapel as he transforms into a hulking dragon, nose to tail, easily 30, 40 feet long, with his massive wings having to furl inside this chapel, where they would spread far beyond the roof or the outside. Flickers of lightning shoot across his scales and gather in his mouth as he readies to do what he has to do to subdue the party. We're the good guys. I want to take 10 on my initiative, please. Okie dokie. My one's per. So that I didn't me. click my token like a fool. You can change it yourself. Yes. Just click on it. My name's not in there, though. I'm saying that to her. Me. Alrighty. Let me get a couple here. A couple of my initiatives. While I turn on all these neat things in, Sky in Sirenscape here. Ooh, we got a battle. So there's two men down to Southern End by the doors which they have both physically and magically sealed. Sir Gusern, once again, finding himself at odds of the party here near the pulpits. Man who just, well, I'd say cannot stay out of your way, but I feel like this one's kind of on him. And I have to roll his separate style because his little like roll 20 built-in thingy doesn't super work. The good news is as a dragon, he's not that fast. You have that going for you. Um, Kadonia's still not on the uh, oh, table. Oh, you didn't add yourself at all? Oh, well, what? I... Rolled a 10. It's not on the A. Yeah, 10, okay. Okay, so we got a, uh, a few ties real quick, like, so let me see here. I am sure Dara beats the dragon. I am 100% positive Dara beats the dragon. Uh, the dragon is rolling around D20, so definitely. And between Kedonius and Kedonia, I'm pretty sure Kedonia wins that one as well. I've got a four, so... Eddie. Well then here is this, and I suppose no reason you can't see Gusain extracts. Kahina. Utea. You are first. And Valor, you're on deck. Right. The first thing that I will do is reach down strike the uh strike my breastplate start my song point at concern and said really wish to die <laughs> by our hands again yeah. because really? we, can, we did we this already we warned yeah. you last time you didn't listen you died really can we intimidate we're going here again this time without the minus 10. So yes. 43. He is shaken functionally forever. He, uh, <laughs> he is fully aware that the last time he stood against the party, you murdered him. 
but uh, the last time it was the five of you and also Duchess Lothi. This time it's him, a literal dragon, and several other Yeah, but we helped him last time. This he, time we're going Yeah, full. he does feel a little better this time, but he still, he clearly does not look like he's confident in his ability to not die. Okay, so that was a swift and an immediate, and then I am going to get the hell away from a dragon and just back up right about there. Hey, good news. Guess what doesn't have combat reflexes for no reason? It's impossible. We found the one thing you in the found, game that doesn't have You found have the one monster thing. in the bestiary that didn't it just give have... combat reflexes to. Cool. He, he actually doesn't have it. Well, and this he is he's it. currently still assuming this form. He's still warping and unfurling his wings as he can and stretching out his arms as his armor and weapons meld into his body. He is not in any place to take an attack. All right. Immediate. Swift. Move. Moved. Regular action. I'm just gonna point at Gusern and I'm just gonna, gonna cast on him. It's that time before he starts, you know, is this, doing things. Is this terrible? Is he gonna be terribly remorseful about his decisions? <laughs> oh, you know. What do you, what yeah. do you, what do you do? Yeah, he is definitely gonna be really remorseful right. about all of his. How about all of his decisions? Enchantment DC 19. The DC 19? That seems low. Mm -hmm. Low level spell in it. Like four. Yeah, it's a level three. Oh, it's three? Okay, fair enough. Mm -hmm. uh, well, as you point at him and follow up your threat with this spell, you see him stagger a bit, but he's pretty fortified by his zealotry. He is convinced he is in the right, and he saves. That brings us to... Um, he still yeah, takes... Yeah, he's staggered and has the penalties. Yeah, I put a lightning bolt on him. So you, okay. you, you still did a bunch of stuff to him. That's why it's so good, mm -hmm. is it still does stagger on us out of pass save. Uh, Baylor! Sorry, you're on, Nick. Alright. I am going to take a step slightly backwards because I do not like being close to the dragon. Doesn't matter that there are three people in between him and me. It needs <laughs> to be more. He's a big boy. And I am going to start casting a spell. And from... From the middle back here, the ground is going to start to warp. And beneath the feet of the dragon and also Gusern, floor is going to turn into hot tar. This is new. It is new. This is a this Purple. is a new one. I'm unfamiliar with this. So you dissolve the pulpit as it descends into this bubbling tar on the ground beneath them. And uh, they're going to make some reflex saves. Okay. 25? Really? How yeah. is your DC 25? That's so high. Yeah, you saying spells. Um, it is a six level spell. I have 26 intelligence, and it is on both the wizard and druid list, so it ups the uh, so you get by one. Bonus. Uh. They are both going to fail. 
They both take 21 damage. They are both entangled Oops. by the tar. And just, you know, from back here, 20 feet out. Okay. The floor is tar. The floor is tar. <laughs> the so, floor is lava. Sarge <laughs> looks like he is immediately unclear on whether or not this was a good idea. He is already afraid. He's staggered by this magic, and before he can even draw his crossbow, the floor is dissolving beneath him as he sinks near waist deep into it, and you see flames lick up around his coat and engulf him. And he doesn't even have a moment to cry out in terror or even really process what's happening. We're proving a point. You are he proving a point. He tattled, snitches get stitches. <laughs> and... Also, make me, does it allow spell resistance? It does not. I cast the spell Ooh. on the ground. That's true. I just turned it's, the ground into tar. You just turned tar. the ground into tar. So as well as Archbanker Dropped is turning into a dragon, he sinks as well His great weight, no aid to him as the ground dissolves beneath him and his back legs disappear. His front legs even barely scraping at the edge of the tile in front of him. Dara, and then literally all of the bad guys. Um, I, uh, I, Dara is just incredibly conflicted on what to do, but he kind of snaps into just stone cold, uh, and just aims for the, uh, Dracht, pulls out three cold iron as, as the monster killing mobile. Cold iron for monsters. And, yeah, cold iron for monsters. <laughs> and uh, I'll um, rip three, the other three shots of four. Do we need your daily crit? Speaking of uh, oh, right. crit things, so just roll me a d20. Okay. It, it is, five. is five. You crit on fives today. That could okay. still crit, I mean. I was like, you're getting the first three. Uh, I'm or the other three, because you get one free, right? So you're spending yeah. three grit. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't have any bonuses from here, do I? Oh, no, she's yes. performing. Oh, she started. Oh, she's performing. Oh, she is. She is. She is. Okay, okay. I didn't know. Plus three, baby. Okay. Nice. Uh, 27, 30, 27, and 17. None of those critical threats, but... All four of them slamming solidly into Drott's scaled hide. He is a massive, at the moment, not entirely a dragon yet. And with your training, he's not a difficult target to hit. With your skill and magic as strong as Dignity's Barb, hitting him's not so much the issue. Alright, and then um, this is all deadly aimed. Ooh, okay. So, uh, 18, 22, see an 8, see uh, a 21. 7, ah, and, a, and a 15. And 4d6. 4d6. Oh, right. From the, uh, the Sonic. Jesus. And, and wow! Stop what a bullying good 4d6. People. This is a solid salvo, and as you lay it into Drocht. He's 
clearly wounded already, but stuck in this tar and now laid into with a series of these bolts. But as he turns to face you, struggling in this tar, entangled as he is, he's going to open his mouth And hmm, really loud across uh, the room. Hmm. <laughs> he does a lot of things. He is going to open his mouth, and the lightning is going to recede back down his throat as he almost gently breathes out a cloud of sparkling golden mist across the party. Need all five of you to make me will saves. This is a compulsion. Alright, so mine's an 18. Compulsion is enchantment, right? Yes. My, one more yeah, compulsion is right? enchantment effect. You have one more session to roll in on, yes. I saw that one. Yeah, that was me. Uh, sixteen this time. Okay. Uh, with the exception of Baylor, all four of you are all the all for the rest of you are overwhelmed with regret, almost indecision. This surely cannot be the righteous path fighting this dragon and in your own reflections in his shining golden scales as he assumes his true form fully you see yourselves you don't like what you see uh, we will get to that when we come around to the rest of you Baylor, you steal yourself barely and manage to maintain and resist. But Tangled, he can still move right of speed, just have The And the tar he's in is also difficult to rain. <laughs> so speed's <laughs> quartered. One. Two. <laughs> As he tries to waddle. Can he get out of it? Is it like a, it'd be a standard action, I assume, probably to try and break out. Uh... So the stuff, it's supposed to do another 2d6 if you start in it. Would that happen on the first round? I would assume if it says at the, if it says at the start of your turn, then I, I guess yes. So he would take another 2d6 and he gets a free. Oh, he gets a free attempt. What is it? Is it just a CMB? Uh, no, yeah, a free, a free another saving throw. Oh, saving against. throw. Yeah. He, he okay. gets a free savings throw against the DC 25. And he can spend a move action to make a strength or escape artist against it. Nah, yeah, he's just going to move twice because uh, he is fully aware that speed is not his strong suit. <laughs> and he is just going to take the waddle out of the pooling tar and he is going to take five more damage. Yeah. <laughs> ironic you're taking away a dragon with fire here. But uh, such is life. I am melting a dragon made of bronze. That's <laughs> okay. Fair. I can't argue with that, I suppose. In the back, the first of the Templars 
steps forward and draws out his crossbow. And as he does, with a wave of his hand and a quick prayer to Abadar, he loses one bolt towards the lady who has been clearly casting spells so far that he can see, which is Kahina. What is your AC? <clears throat> My current AC is 19. I need more armor. He sounds mad. Real mad about this tar. Wow. <laughs> double check, double check, double check. Okay. Stupid inquisitors and your million things you have going into your stuff. Alright, so he is going to connect with his crossbow bolt as well. And as that strikes you, you take. 18 damage. This one bolt's not horribly crippling. The second of the Templars, without drawing his uh, crossbow, or, or I guess he draw it as he moves into the room because he can draw it as part of that action. Draws his crossbow as he moves into the room, finishes his. Eh, he get a little closer here. Actually, double check. A little closer. He's pretty familiar with his magic. And from here, he is going to in can't a spell praying to Abadar, clutching the holy symbol around his neck. And all of you will take just kind of a minus one to everything. It's just prayer. Ye olden staple. And I believe prayer is attack and damage rolls. It is. Uh, we'll get a minus one to attack rolls, damage rolls, and saving throws, while all of his allies slightly further than that. Nope, that's pretty much it. Well, his allies, other than the dragon, are going to be similarly bolstered. You're scared. I guess it's taking 2d6 fire damage. Oop. Nine. He's more flammable than the and dragon. As his skin is very on fire, and he is literally dying, and also staggered, and also shaken, and also entangled, uh, is going to get a second saving throw. He's got no chance of making that. I'm sorry, Gusard, you deserved a better life than this. <laughs> we tried to warn him. He deserved a better death than this, which we gave him. And then he had to get upset about it. 10, 20, 30. As he just crawls. So you centered it like back here, right? Yeah. In this corner. So as he crawl, like the dragon's not even close, but he crawls free of the tar, uh, smoldering, flaming, barely alive, actually like on the ground as a lump, basically behind this pew, making currently no hostile action to you whatsoever. He still has tar sticking to him. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> Inori, all you can do is retreat. And move back away from this dragon as he drags himself out of the tar with a double move to the corner of the room. Oh, that's nasty. Zenobius and Argentea can do nothing but follow. Helpless 
to overcome the power of whatever he had breathed across you. But as Argentea leaves, the only one he's actually seen cast any spells, that is going to be followed by a mighty snap of his jaws. Unfortunately, not a power attack because he hasn't actually gone yet, so he, can't, well, he hasn't made an attack, so we appreciate the power attack on your turn to power attack a AOL, right? I'm fairly certain that's how it works. Probably. So as he snaps out at you, he will bite strongly, and but just not a super powerful blow. Just the snap as he's mainly focused on escaping this tar. You'll take 19 more damage as you retreat. Baylor, you see the rest of your party retreating. You are the only one who has stood firm in this repulsion. Would I be able to tell if this is something I could dispel? Uh, that depends. The GM's not positive if this is something you can dispel. Hold on. <laughs> can you dispel supernatural effects? I don't know that off the top of my head. Dispel magic. It's not a spell like, it's a supernatural effect. It's... I don't... I don't know. We're ever gonna... Really quickly, see if a cursory Google search can answer this. And if not, I'm just going to uh, make a decision. You cannot. No. You cannot dispel supernatural. You would know this is a dragon's breath. There is. This is not magic or a spell that you have control over. If you have something that would give them another save or. Otherwise, free them from this. That would work, but it's not something you could directly dispel. All right. Now, if him render Jox does look pretty wounded, he's not holding up to that initial onslaught very well. Gustav is screaming and flaming pain in the corner, so it's not the end <laughs> of the world. Uh... Light him up. I... I am going... Yeah. I'm going to look at him already on fire. <laughs> you know what would go better? From very slightly oh. outside of the range of his jaws. And let's just, you know, see if we can add more fire. <laughs> what this room needs? Just Baylor only knows one spell. Just back in the corner of the room. And he is going to cast the Ye Olden Explosive Sirocco, oh, setting geez. the rest of the chapel on fire. You are aware that... I guess you could center it in the back of the room. Yeah, so further back. Further back. 
Make me a spell resistance check. <laughs> you can't do this. You can't just Sirocco your way out of every problem, Venshaw. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I? I... They almost never do anything. I'll session. I'll hero point that. <laughs> I hero point it. All right, because yeah, we got we got both session rerolls are down. Yep. And use. I don't know what's wrong with your hero points. They don't work. They clearly They're do broke. not. And as he crawls out, his tar clinging to his body, still burning him. This gout of flames just seems to part around him. This superheated air blowing down around his scales, reheating and further liquefying the surface of the tar and scorching the stone, burning, charring the pews, but doing nothing, Chief Numerator Drax. And then with a very quick motion, I feel very exposed right now. Gonna put up some defenses. Did you, uh, did you finally learn Quick and Shield? You did learn Quick and Shield. I'm proud of you, Baylor. Well, I mean, I had Shield and I had Quick and Spell. Yeah, fair. It's pretty good use for exactly this kind of situation. So, I think you could want to get a move somewhere, I assume, that's not the closest person to draw. One. I'm gonna go pretend like I'm scared with the rest of my party. Cast Spell Runaway. <laughs> oh no! Take <laughs> something real quick. Two true dragons? Oh, I mean, D4 rounds. It's just not on there. I was like, there's no way this doesn't have a cooldown. Brett's literally always have a cooldown. Well. Two more rounds until he just lays more order upon everyone. Takes six more six damage. More damage from the stupid freaking tar as he slowly smolders and gets a free reflex save to see if he's not entangled anymore. Free reflex save. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed, but his reflex save is not fantastic. He's a humongous dragon. I was he kind is, of banking on that. Yes. He's still entangled. So he's just. Oh, uh, Dara would also retreat back to the corner. Uh, pushing your way past this guy with a crossbow in his hand, as you do. And then I will give you <laughs> dealer's choice. Do you want to move into this antechamber or back to the corner with your friends? I'll just go back to the, uh, uh, into the antechamber. I'm in. That's what I'm in. Okay. Back away from him towards the sealed door. With no it's particular rush or hurry, just... <laughs> feeling the need to put space between yourself a brisk walk and chief and raider drug same as everyone else who's not like cow you're not cowering in the corner you're ashamed. just making your way in shame ashamed is a great way to put it he's gonna continue do i guess slowly attempt to crawl his way out over the pews out of the pile of horrible things that are happening to him 
and uh, make his way out from the pool of tar. But it is actually going to take him a double move. He's having a really difficult time with this tar. Is he still and in the still fire tar too? clinging to him. And he is still <laughs> covered in freaking tar. But he scrabbles his way out, out from the Sirocco as well. And then roars out in a booming voice. Take them to Lanless first! Templars are going to take them to Lanless first. What is your AC with I'm Basilia. <laughs> I guess they actually don't know who he's talking about. That's a good point. Still shooting at the person that's closest, which is you, though. So, I mean, you win some, you lose some. So, with Quick and Shield up, what is your AC? 20. Okie dokie. I didn't walk guy, in here with Mage Armor. <laughs> one guy's gonna five foot step back and let loose two shots while his ally is going to move in around the corner, only able to fire one. Let me see Vault and Shane, boy. The first. I that roll twice. I mean, that works out because it's need two, two sets of it, so that it works for me. Uh, the also, we can see those rolls. Oh, weird. Well, all those numbers, for what it's worth, are wrong anyway. Because I have to mentally add literally all of their buffs and Inquisitor abilities. <laughs> so it only tells you so much. But uh, good to know, I can fix that. Those do both hit you, though. And the second one coming around the corner is only going to get to fire once. And he is going to hit you as well. So you're going to take three of these blessed bolts. Uh, the damage there is largely right. Just also with pain. You are going to take over three hits. 9, 14, 16 damage plus 26 from the bane. So 42 of these, these triadum shots. And then is Kusarin still taking fire damage? Yes. Steve, stop. <laughs> if he dies. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. Kusarin dies? Yes. He's cooking in the corner. He uh, seems unable to continue on, as since you last met him, this single spell cast of Valor's. He's certainly not moving anymore. Just kind of smoldering, barely outside the tar pit behind the pew. You feel good about yourself, bullying the like eighth level inquisitor failure? I would suspect he does. <laughs> I would also suspect he probably does. So since Inori Hina Nell can do nothing in the light of this Still? overwhelming shame. Don't even get a save? Wow, that sucks. Baylor. <sighs> Making me 1v1 this, huh? <laughs> Apparently. It that way. Uh. Well, 
another round like that, and I'm not going to survive. Yeah, this is definitely so not fantastic at the moment. Is this for all the times that someone did a huge party-wide CC and literally everyone resisted it? This is for all of those times. So with a spell cast, I'm going to split. I did not update the number on that. Uh, so it's, there's, there should be seven total. Seven total clones of Baylor spread around him as he attempts to just outlast this onslaught from Drocht and the two Inquisitors who aren't slowly smoldering in the corner. And I'm gonna run over towards the back here. Try and get some distance. Get away from the group. Nara is also similarly trapped in this corner. Similarly ensorcelled. And so is he still on fire? Until he takes a full round action to remove it. For up to 12 rounds. Alright, give me a 2d6 and he's taking a four round <laughs> freaking action to scrape the smoldering tar off of himself. I Let me check the spell. I don't remember if that's an automatic or if it has a Well, roll. he does get another save for free first, right? Against the entangle, that. yes. Okay, he is no longer entangled. The entangle doesn't stop the damage. And so much text. <laughs> That's why I just started asking you. I attempted to read the yeah, spell it, when you cast uh, it. Uh, yeah, it, a full round action to remove the tar. Okay, because I, I started scrolling no through and realized it was an entire essay. So I had to figure yeah, out just SEO stuff works. It's a complicated spell. But so yeah, he, there's no roll, just full round action, scrape all the tar As off. he gets free of the tar and finally pulls his legs and claws free, he stops and uh, using his massive wings and his jaws, removes the tar from the lower half of his body, dropping these burning embers onto the floor around him and freeing himself. The two Inquisitors, now each with a position, are going to Dara you. But they now also have to get through mirror images. So let's see. First one. Hits one, misses one. Second one. Hits one, misses one. So two bolts coming in. Uh, there's eight of you total for seven mirror images. So you are eight. Breaks a mirror image and then you are eight one with the reroll. They break two mirror images. Uh, on to five. In addition, one of those was close enough to just blast an image away, regardless. So, because it's within five, right? Within four or five? Yes. Okay. So, one of those other bolts also just takes that one of your images, lowering half your defenses in that first round. And as you watch your party unsettlingly nonchalantly awaiting the Archbanker's appointment in the corner. Baylor. How high is the ceiling in here? I'm gonna say 25 feet. It's a pretty decently sized chapel. 20 feet. It's not a huge. It's a side one. 
Alright. Make sure we're on the range of some of this. Dude, calculus. Equations flying through his head. First. I gotta do it. I gotta go for the disrespect. Ooh. So you can, you can <laughs> oh, see boy. that largely from Dara's assault, but due in no small part to your tar, Archbanker Drocht is fairly injured. His draconic form only protects him so much. First, gonna pull a bone out of my spell component pouch and fire the green ray <gasps> at Drocht. Oh no. That's a bad one. Is it time? And all right. All right. So against his touch AC, he's not entangled anymore. The fifteen hit the dragon's touch. Fifteen, the die almost hit the dragon's touch. A, uh, a fifteen <laughs> definitely hits the dragon's touch. Does and it allow? Got, it does allow spell resistance. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight overcomes his spell resistance. He's and finally so gonna land it, but he also gets a fortitude save. He does get a fortitude save, but what? his muscles are gonna twist and jerk. Holy oh crap. my god! Oh my god! DC twenty-three fortitude save. If he fails, he takes nine dex damage and seven strength damage. If he passes, four dex damage and three strength damage. He does pass. So as this incredible pain racks him, he loses four dexterity and three strength. So it's damage, right? Yes. Okay, so it's one. His actual strength is irrelevant. It's one modifier. But you see him twist and all his muscles under his scales clearly visible ripple and bulge and contort as he roars out in pain but he shakes it largely off continues and then with another quick motion him and the inquisitor near him are going to be surrounded by web <laughs> <laughs> he's got so much cc no stop stay over there Stall. Come on, guys. Right. I'm stalling Wake as much up. as I can. <laughs> this is a 20-foot radius spread. Where do you want this? Like, towards the bottom. Like, I, I'm trying to get it, the two of them, without getting too much into the Sirocco. Like, so like, like the, down like, here. Yeah, I just drew it so I'd have a size. Yeah. You want Because you can very easily, with how big this is, get both Inquisitors. Oh, I could. Yeah, like 20 feet radius is humongous. This is not a huge chapel. Uh, you could... And that doesn't touch the Sirocco at all, because you don't want it to burst into flames. You want it to continue yes, being I CC. don't want it on fire this right. time. <laughs> so, like, you want there? That sound good on the southern end of the chapel? That'll work for half me. Half in the antechamber, half in the chapel itself, entangling everybody here. All right, Drax, come on. You got to make a reflex save. You can do it. 
Dude, one off? Are you serious? There's at least two hero points left. Mm. Fine, he's entangled. Fine! He's entangled again! Well, he, he's grappled. He's grappled! <laughs> Whatever, it's worse than tangled. And then the two Templars. A and B. The one nearest him is going to pass. The one closest to you, as this is erupting from behind him, is going to be entrapped before he even realizes what's happening. And Zadim as well. Awaiting destiny in the corner. Linkus. Roaring in pain and rage. He is just going to turn towards you and let forth from his maw a massive rolling wave of lightning. Which blasts away uh, a half inch of the carved stone behind you. Taking with it frescoes of golden cities and massive scales. Make me a reflex save. Wizard, you two could play at this game. As it comes at me, time is going to slow down for me. As I was forewarned about this. By the fact that he's a dragon. <laughs> going to attempt to use that little bit extra edge to avoid this. And get a 24. Dang it! Alright, you take half. Nice. It's still, it might still nice. do it. It might still do it. Come on. Can't keep getting away with it. You take. 21 electricity damage. I opened up that on purpose because I wanted it to be there so we could all see it. And you are still up. The Templar that was not entrapped is going to quickly double move up and uh, take position behind this pew. It's still a check he's... to move through it. Oh, is it? What's the, what is it, a reflex save or is it a... It is a co combat maneuver or escape artist. Just to move? Yes. Hey, seriously, I hate this spell. Okay. It, it's difficult terrain, and it's a combat maneuver or escape artist to move through it. Okay. Okay! All right. Could be a combat maneuver then. Already passed, cool. They, it's the same DC, right? You got 22, so it passed? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a 20. Okay. So, 10, 30, 10, 20, 30. Up behind this pew out the edge of it is as far as you can push through with a double move. Uh, a guy in the bottom, grappled, is gonna just try to take some shots. He is uh, gonna attempt to rest his crossbow out. He's on the edge, he still has an okay line. He's gonna fire and hope Abadar guides his hand. Total of a minus four, I believe. Yeah, does not. He actually, constrained by these webs, completely misses both shots, not even destroying an image. Nori 
Nell, Tina, still standing around as if unaware of what was happening in the corner, as if simply waiting. Baylor. I hate this. I know. I am going to move up. He didn't like that, but uh. Oh boy. I'm going. Are you about to disrespect this man? I'm gonna fight dragon with dragon. Oh god. To pull out a dragon scale. No. Not like this. <laughs> and exhale a 30-foot cone of fire over both Templars, the web, and the dragon. <laughs> the true villain of this campaign just emerged. <laughs> he opens his mouth and dragon breath's lightning at you. You open your mouth and dragon breath fire right back. Who roll presence. <laughs> I swear I don't use a lot of fire spells. <laughs> It just happened to be working in this particular situation. So Sirocco is burning in the corner. The pulpit is smoldering and descending. The wood catching in a pit of boiling tar, which is spread throughout the chamber. And now you blast a wave of fire throughout the chapel. And as the building burns around you. This is fine. Oh, boy. You thought this was a boss fight for us. No, Baylor is clearly the boss. I was mistaken. Oh my god, it's a reflex save. He's down four decks, so minus two. He's grappled, so minus two. So he's making his reflex save the Linkus at a minus four. Which matters because he got a 25, which makes it a 21, and it's DC 22. Oh boy. Make me a spell resistance check. Hard 20. Baby. Oh my Baby. god! No! No, you can't just say it and it happens! Unbelievable! You just have to have the confidence. I've been he telling you guys. I'm tired of this. 39 damaged Linkus. That's a lesson for everybody watching. You just gotta believe. Or you gotta believe. be Baylor. Believe it. Baylor. What do you do? Oh my god. <laughs> I I look over at Inori. <laughs> 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 is how you slay a dragon <laughs> and blast this dragon with dragon breath of my own. <laughs> Does he kill the other guys too? Is I everybody mean, he definitely dead? does a bunch of damage to him. Let me, uh, I even roll their saves because their will is broken. Uh, the I one mean, out of the web angle. fails. The one in the web also fails. So they both also take 39. 39 fire damage. Nearly 120 points of damage from this fire breath. 
They both take eight more because the web's on fire. You can't! That's two fours on two D fours! Stop! No. <laughs> so I think we've reached the point in the game where it's time for the High Guardian to start protecting the caster for everything he has. I don't think he needs protecting from anything right now. With that. This is why I'm marrying this man. With that, <laughs> as you blast this fire over Chief Enumerator Dracht, in complete disbelief, almost not even understanding what's happening here. As he burns, and as his scales begin to melt, he tries desperately to, uh, to meld back into his human form. Only for his gilded full plate to melt and seal around his body as he collapses as a hunk of gleaming gold down through the webs. Templars are are unclear of what just happened, but seeing the Archbanker fall, they are wholly and completely positive they cannot stop you. <laughs> the one nearest to you with his crossbow leveled as he pushes his way through the web, right in front of you, gets this huge blast of fire, drops the crossbow out of his hands, and uh, turns to shield himself as much as he can, screaming prayers to Abadar while the one in the web, which is now on fire around him, as he is still trapped in it, is just screaming. Sirocco, I will dismiss. And the web will be gone after a couple seconds from all the fire. After it yeah, just, just burns away. And you're left with just in the distance the sounds of the temple beyond the magically sealed doors and the crackling of the fires throughout the burning church of Abadar in front of you. You hear some frantic knocks on the door and some jostling as their own defenses prevent anyone from coming in to aid. They sealed the doors with magic. <laughs> the other clerics can't get in. After another 15 seconds or so, this overwhelming feeling from this mist would finally fade from the rest of the party who were fully aware of what was happening but powerless to assist and this shame in Inori is replaced with shame for a different reason I suppose as Baylor ignites dropped sending See, him Dara, darling, into a panic you didn't have to kill a priest Baylor did it for you 
As much as it wasn't fun, it had to be done, I suppose. What do we do with them? The Inquisitors of both at this point solidly surrendered, and uh, the one is on the ground screaming in agony, and the other is hiding behind a pew, just chanting rapid fire muttered prayers to Abadar. Is Gusarn still alive? Gusarn is super dead. I'm gonna he's walk still over. Burning. His he's dead body is still burning. burning. Yeah, he is a he is a charred, smoldering, gently flickering husk on the Somebody edge of the tar pool. Crap his stuff. I will actually go and heal the Abadarian clerics. The one that's rapid fire praying while Kahina is healing him. We need to tie him up though. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna tie them up. We could try the sticks oil. Do that really quick. You have it on me. We got oil? yeah. Yeah, let's try it. So while they're panicked, they're in absolutely no state to resist really anything you're gonna tell them to do. So you use I got two, three of them. Yeah, two yeah. of your three doses of the sticks oil. And inject it into the two Templars, who both immediately, their eyes roll back in their head, they fall unconscious on the ground as Cain is treating them. Passed out. <laughs> you know from what you were told, back when she gave this to you in Marat, they're not gonna remember the last few minutes. You've been in here for some time, so whether or not they'll completely forget that you arrived is a toss-up. But they certainly won't remember watching you murder the Archmaker. Or setting the House of Gold on fire. Or taking Gusarn preferably entirely with us so we don't run into a three-peat. As hey, much as gonna, I hated it, he got it on Gusern himself. Are you going to in the bag with Tamalon? Yes. And then <laughs> into the middle. in my bag. No. Yeah. We you already have Tamalon's dead body in your bag. Yeah, yeah well, I don't want to put any more dead bodies no, 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 in my no, no. bag. Hey, 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 hey. It's not a dead body. It's lunch for Kados. Exactly. What is happening to us, guys? What better way to dispose? What is going on here? It's the best I didn't way in the want world to, to do this. Baylor. What? I didn't. I mean, want I'm this. impressed, but come we, on. We need to get out. Yep. Now. Grab Gusarn. Let's go. Do we need to take their armor and whatnot? Can we use that to pose be... as guards? Do you guys not just see what just happened? It yeah. should be fine if we can take it. Then yes. If not, it's not worth. Because grabbing. we could use it as a disguise inside the the pillar. We're standing in the church. At this point, you hear a much more fervent. Okay, we gotta go. Pounding on Grab the doors, everything. which are not Come moving. On. What, all, Come on. what all are you grabbing out of this chapel? Gusern's dead chapel. body. Gusern's entire dead body. I'll take a look at the Archbanker's body. I'm assuming it's a hunk of metal. It, it, well, his armor has been melted into a... Uh, well, the, the gilding on it has been melted off and sealed it around him. But the armor itself appears to be wholly intact. Uh warded by some kind of magic powerful magic uh and still with the 
scribed, engraved insignia and art of Abadar on the front of it. It's just the furs around the shoulders have been burned away and the gilding is melting. He also has a pretty good amount of stuff just looking him over that melted into his body when he turned into a dragon. Like, he's... He is the Archbanker of Zemar, and he is appointed as such. He is the chief enumerator of the God of Big Bucks. I'm. If you're gonna do anything, just throw him in the bag too. We need uh, to leave. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to just hoist up this heavy ass dude and put him in the bag. Then you can carry it. I'm not carrying the bag. Well, he... Oh, he counts as an object, doesn't he? He is an object now. Yes. I'm just yeah, corpse Dara now, like. So we'll deal with it. I think three bodies, one of which is in full plate with all of his weapons and stuff, is actually pushing the weight limit of a bag of holding type two. It probably is. We can take the two out as soon as we get to where we're going. I can easily carry any two bodies. So you pull where? everything else out, make as much space as you can, put it all in the minor bag of holding, and you just barely managed to fit Gasserne's charred corpse and the melted statue of Archbanker <laughs> Lake Estract alongside Tay Amalon in your what is apparently just a corpse bag now. And not for much longer. We brought extra body bags. And then what? Try, try to teleport us back to the Waterhill Manor. Okay. See if this is warded against teleports. Alright. And then so we're gonna do it. You gather around, she picks up the cap cape of the Matterbank. And warps the rest of you out from inside this chapel. It does not appear to have any kind of direct warding against teleportation, no. A group of you arrive in the living room in the foyer of Waterhill Manor. Safe. Certainly not unscarred, I'd imagine, at this point. But safe. sound of Jarrett's permanently lit fireplace is almost odd, unsettling, leaving the roaring flames rapidly engulfing that wing of the House of Gold. Let's start heading back. We'll sort this mess when we get there. You head back downstairs. Baylor. B before we leave, somebody reach in, take a dagger, and pull out one of Drock's teeth. All right, do that. Teeth don't melt. They do not. No. Pop a tooth and I mean, out. Where's this golden? Uh, gilding is just melted across mm -hmm. his flesh is most of them still largely intact. Nori, you would hear a uh, the RN in your head. I maybe beyond me, but can't help but question our you know I don't know. Yeah, um Still kind of in shock about that one myself. I mean, I guess. This gets us to the psycho tricks. It's for the good of everyone. Yeah, but Just man. keep telling yourself that. 
I don't know how much more I can just turn a blind eye to, Siaran. Like, man, it's getting deep. Am I right? He doesn't respond. You. And if somebody pulls that out, I will take the tooth and immediately start applying unguent of timelessness to it. Making sure that this tooth of the Archbankers will remain preserved. Or Do you want one of Gusarns as wizard well? Wizard stuff at a later occasion. I mean, that is a dragon tooth, legally. No telling what he could do with that. I might be able to disguise myself as Drakt. What do you think everyone's gonna gonna say? Two people who don't remember what happened? The Archbanker and Gusern are just gone? Place is an inferno. I think if we had to, walking up to Abadar's pillar, saying we need to speak with Pytharius immediately as the Archbanker who disappeared in a flaming church, we'd be brought in fairly quickly. Yeah, but what about the rest of us? If you're with me. Like under arrest with you? I could probably pass for Gusern, maybe. Gusern's a half-elf, right? Gusern is a half-elf, yes. I actually could probably pass for Gusern more than you could. First of all, that's racist. Half-elves aren't that effeminate. <laughs> I was referring to my hat! I'm aware. But I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Also, can I, before we enter the sewers again, get like... Get no, like you're fine. Four of them. Uh, moderates. I kind of... 52 back. Like, th 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 thanks for the assist, Dara, but I kind of <laughs> 1v1'd that. <laughs> I After a certain suppose. point. Frickin' wizards, man. Love it. That's what happens when you, uh, when you CC the team and leave the wizard standing. It's like, alright, I get to do everything. No, that doesn't usually happen when you CC the team <laughs> and the wizard's the only one standing. Not at all, ever. This this usually doesn't happen because I'm usually supporting. <laughs> when I have to break this stuff out, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh my god. But you uh, take three touches. Four. Four touches from your cure. And I'm going to take one. one. And uh, passing that around, summon Waterhill here. You can, as you spend this few minutes regrouping, planning, extracting a tooth for wizard reasons, and healing up, figuring what you want to do before you leave, you can hear the gasps and the panic starting to grow outside as you can see fire engulfing uh, the whole wing of the House of Gold in the distance. You can assume they definitely locked down that place even more now, seeing that, that the, the blaze in the center of the city. Well, it's a good thing we don't need to go there anymore. No, we need to go to the pillar. 
defenses are going to be on high alert after that. Now, the question is, how much of their resources are being redirected towards the Golden District? They will be on high alert, but they'll also have to divert some. Might be useful for us. You say we strike now? Not now, but like Soon. immediately, as soon as physically possible. So Baylor needs how much rest? <laughs> like three days. He's a lot of stuff. Must be hard to carry full plate on your back like that. That was an experience I never wish to have to repeat. Definitely appeared to be some powerful magics there, Baylor. He's been holding out on us. Do we need to go all the way back I've to been the bathhouse? Applying, or we... I feel like we need to go back to the bathhouse and take stock of what we have, plan out how we're going to do this, and let Zaylar know that we need to move quickly. And while you were inside that church, and now as you wait here in Waterfill, or Waterhill, preparing for whatever will come, a uh, fog has been rolling in from the Jalroon and from the coast not too far to the west. Here in the afternoon, it's not particularly thick, but adds an almost ethereal quality to the huge, just glowing ember that you can see in the distance. The sun above you and the church down the road. Equally bright through the setting mist. And we head back to the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. so, I believe it's someone else's turn. As you make your way back from this adventure, go ahead and roll this one. Go ahead and pretend that's a 91 instead of a 19. <laughs> I don't know. You know. Make your way <laughs> back to the bathhouse. You come across something, it hisses. You show him the Archibald's space out of your bag. It's like, oh god, then runs away. <laughs> so, uh, you make your way back to the abandoned pool house. And you arrive later that afternoon. It's been a an hour now since the events at the House of Gold. You're largely across the city. You can't see the Gold District from here, and the whole point of the bathhouse is it's secluded and out of the way. You get no news. If there were any alarm, you wouldn't hear it. It's the same as it's always been. Quiet. Huh? Which is, at this point, probably odd. Okay, with some quiet for a while. We can see what these bodies have got on them. So, looking through, I will give you the majority of this free. Uh, because you can't fail pretty simple spellcraft checks at this point. And I will just tell you what I need you to roll. You roll what I need you to roll for. So, are you ready? As as I'm gonna be. Sergus <laughs> <laughs> Saren only has so much on him, seeing as 
I'm pretty sure you fleeced him the first time you killed him. So we only, more so brought him just to not leave him there. He's only replaced a few of his things. Uh, of value, the only thing he really has is he did get a plus one light crossbow back. Abadar's holy weapon he would not be without, and that was where what coin he had left went. He does also have a wand of cure light wounds with 34 charges left. Helpful. Um, Go ahead and just add those to yours. Yeah, as well as 190 gold in his purse. But Nice. You said 34 charges? 34 charges, yep. And the other two things that may possibly be of interest is his golden holy symbol of Abadar. He wears on a necklace as well as uh, in a pocket. He's still hung onto his Marat Seneschal's badge. He doesn't fulfill that role anymore. He didn't get rid of it. In fact, he kept it on him this entire time. Well, upon seeing that, I'm going to look back across the party and I'm just going to shake my head. Should we, should we take him back? Nope. I, I mean, think we should. After this is all over. When this is done, because like, like, he's just trying to do the right thing. I didn't want to kill him. It's just his perspective. He just doesn't see it the way we see it as all. It's not good or bad. It's just... <laughs> He doesn't deserve this. I mean, this, this is true. We could, However I mean, we feel about how, it. How is his mother going to feel when you take care Not his body. Or, or just the badge? No, revive him, take him back, put him in a chair there, and just leave him there. No weapons, I'm, just the badge. How are we going to revive him, though, is the problem. I'm not going to pay for a diamond to revive him. I wouldn't mind doing it. Even if we could, there's no guarantee we could find the materials within time, if at all. Last you time you brought somebody you... back, you had to scam Phrasma, who seemingly yeah. only let it go through because she imparted it, a literal geas onto Dara. So, oh, unlikely so we... she's going to let oh, you keep work. getting away with this. I was just going to go to that. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I would not be against returning his body. He came to us. To the Church of Marat County, letting them know he fell in defense of Pytherius before it was revealed the charges against him. He did what he thought he was supposed to do. He did what he thought was the right thing. He was just misinformed and on the wrong side, unfortunately. Okay, I can live with that. None of it's technically a lie. <laughs> I mean, technically, none of it's a lie. Well, I mean, you just not exclude the part where you set him on fire and he burned a horrific death over like 30 seconds. I guess we're, we're leaving out that bad. he died one of the probably most agonizing conceivable ways to die. Literally encased in burning tars, he was boiled alive over not a very short time. We'll go ahead I mean, and skip the Archbanker burned for just as long, and also I distorted all of his muscles and shot actual fire at him from two different sources. He didn't get the worst end of that. So, Drox, but rest of the loot. 
Dracht has a few things on him. He did carry in a satchel some consumables. Three... Three potions of Shield of Faith. Ooh. One potion of protection from fire. <laughs> what a absolute travesty. <laughs> oh no. His big dragon hands couldn't drink it. It melded into his form when he transformed. Yeah, yep. he couldn't. He would have had to go back to human to get it. Would have been that's a good what he play. Was doing as he transformed back. Didn't really get a chance. Right? Oh, there's a lot of fun. Oh. You know, as he was burning alive, he was probably trying to <laughs> An stop that. Oil of bless weapon and a wand of cure serious wounds. With 22 charges. Nice. I thought you were going to say something like two, and it was just like, oh, oh, fantastic. So that will heal you for 20, 20 per use. Just full stop. Now, his gear he kept was mostly ceremonial. His buckler has been warped beyond recognition. It's basically worthless. His flail and his armor, however, seem to have a pretty solid amount of magic reinforcing them. Uh, his flail, again, largely ceremonial, but a plus one light flail. Seeming to have been inplated in solid gold. It is enchanted along with the weapon as that gilding is not boiled or burnt away. And you need to roll for the armor. Only a 27. I might not get this one. Someone else might figure it out. I'm doing math in my brain. Try. Always a good backup. Go ahead and roll your Zanori, so I don't have to hopefully do as much math. Because if you roll yeah. higher, I can just give it to you. Otherwise, I have to figure out if 27 actually makes it or not. I roll a 4. <laughs> 24. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it does. I'm pretty sure a 27 makes it. His armor with the front and right side of the gold melted away and seared into the cracks will take a little bit of work to get functional again but nothing terribly difficult and it's pretty powerful the metal itself isn't even charred not even scorched it's perfectly pristine and as the gilding is burnt away it's not steel it's some other metal with a visible greenish tint underneath this is plus two adamantine full plate. <gasps> oh my goodness. Look at Nell! It's Christmas! Right <laughs> I'm, now. I'm sorry, can I you say that again? Cheek. <laughs> I just plus I just want to hear the words. Two adamantine full plate. That's good stuff. That's man. uh that I makes up for a dessert money. last night. Jesus Christ. So <laughs> We'll that, in addition to being plus two full plate, will give you three DR. Just flat to everything. Uh, Armored Sacrifice just got a huge buff! And, yeah, that's... It and is... do damage, don't they have to overcome the... the uh, 20 hardness. 20 hardness. On top of full plate's regular hardness, I believe. No, that actually takes place. So, 20 hardness... I think the uh, enhancement bonus still buffs. And then you the still get the enhancement. So you get what? Two per enhancement bonus would be 24. So 12 something. damage. 
off is. of anything that hits me. Wait, for what? For armored sacrifice. Oh, for armored sacrifice, right. Your armored sacrifice is insanely powerful now. And on top of that, this is incredibly valuable. This is an absurd amount of adamantine. An incredibly rare and valuable metal. This suit is worth over 20,000 gold if you were to try to commission one, and that would be almost impossible to do, to gather that much adamantine. But, again, Archbanker of Abadar. Some perks come with the station. In addition... That means non-magical weapons wouldn't get even hurt him? Uh, that means... the. The thing is, it melds into his body, so he when he's in a dragon, he actually doesn't get it. He gets his dragon DR, which is higher, but easier to overcome. Mm. And he gets all his dragon bonuses, which are generally better. But were he fighting someone he respected less, that would be pretty hard to hurt him with that armor on. Mm. He also has a ring of protection plus one. A belt of mighty con plus two. But he was still beltless. Me? Because <laughs> my belt's still seized. Oh, Although... what happened to your belt? I thought you got one. Huh? Huh. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, just it's, it's, it's stuck in custom still. It's stuck in custom. So I remember? guess add to your stash because this adventure path is in love with this item. Another cape of the mountebank. What? I was half expecting you to say sustaining spoon. Why would it be a sustaining spoon? <laughs> because we found several of those too. Have, you, have there been more than one? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I guess add sustaining spoon and cape of the mountebank. Where for the crown really loves. Here's another er, one. One of them might have been in the Palace of Bird song, so we didn't take it. In addition to his uh, enchanted ring, he does have his own personal signet ring and an extravagant solid gold symbol of abadar not plated or gilded solid gold probably a little droopy at the moment based on the fire blasting can we just leave the necklace alone can we agree to that well balor will need to wear it as part of the disguise will he not if if we go with a disguise plan i may need it it depends on whether we're taking that route or swimming in, addition, in it's going to take a little bit of effort to detach it from the full plate it's melted onto. Ew. So we'll probably destroy it in trying to mend the full plate for now. Magic. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I'll just let you do your magic. This wizard fingers. Greater make whole. Yeah, I figured. So. That's what, so what you you're telling looking me through your corpse is I can bag. use a cape of the Montebank in the morning and then take it off, put it in my bag, and then put my other cape of the Montebank on and use that one later on. <laughs> because first edition is stupid, yes. I am, <laughs> I am pretty sure you can. I mean, uh, that's like a 10,000 gold item, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, it is in fact yeah, a ten thousand dollars. Well, it's, so look, we can it's still not that sell it's stupid; it's that there's no restriction it? for that on most things. Not a lot of items actually require you 
Like some items they put that you have to wear these for 24 hours before yada yada. Cave of the Metabank, not one of those. Second edition addressed this earth. tomfoolery. But uh, in first, yes, you can put a cave of the Metabank, whoosh, put it in your bag, put it in your second cave of the Metabank, whoosh, and teleport somewhere else instead. I mean, it's it's incredibly inefficient because it's just a dimension it door. It's a scroll of oh. dimension door that's reusable <laughs> once per day and takes your back slot. Look, but you don't have to know just how to in case it. we need it, which we have used the standard and the cape of the monobank to get out going boop boop because of your crappy teleports. So I'm gonna keep this for a while in case we need it. Excuse me, how many thousand miles can your teleport go? It can't, but it can get us out of the middle of a, uh, you know. It goes where here. we're trying to go, Valor. <laughs> it goes where we're trying to go. It just got us out of the church, didn't it? All right. So, with that behind us, you're left a pretty, well, solid way to possibly deal with Abadar's Pillar. Or at the very least, to get in. I'll need some spells tomorrow, try some stuff out, but I believe me as Drocht and Nell, if after I repair this full plate, you make some alterations to it, make it identifiable as, you know, a high-ranking Abadar, representative, but different from Drocht. I believe I can make that happen. I can always be Gusern. Does that mean I get to go as prisoner number one? I don't see I mean, the weight increase for Adamantine. Uh, I still have it open. I don't believe there is one. Adamantine's not any heavier than steel. It's just stronger. Okay. So, as you spend what's left of an evening readying for what is now actually a, a great opportunity to deal with the castle, I could not have planned this any better. You know how one of the things I've been, like, my personal goals for this campaign has been trying to keep better track of, like, the date? The day of the week it is, in case it's mm -hmm. relevant. I always keep it going. It is the 6th of Lamashan. Okay. And I think this is the most... I don't have to, like... Is Abadar actually real? Or, this is the most I could possibly express Abadar's displeasure. It is Sunday, the day of worship, Lamashan the 6th, the day your bank account gets taxed. <laughs> I can't finagle this. I've been keeping track of it perfectly as we go. And because of the way the tax works, you have had a lot of money in that bag at, uh, over this last month. And that is going to tax you almost 2,000 gold. <laughs> oh, 1,977 gold is 5% of what it took to your account at that month. 
what was the amount again? 1,977 gold. Is that currently in there? Oh, yeah. We're good. Yeah, you guys still have okay. several thousand. But, uh... No, uh, we I'm... got, like, double that what it taxed. We don't have a lot now. We have oh. spent quite a bit. We uh, also have a lot of stuff we could offload. Abadar's perfectly oh. lawful displeasure comes the next morning as half your bank account is legally gone to your <laughs> monthly taxes. We conveniently have a set of plus two full plate that we can just off. So, we have 15 minutes left out of character in our session, and as we prepare for our final assault in Abadar's Pillar and our final plans to head in and confront General Maxilar Pytherius in his own bastion, Let's do a persona phase. <laughs> I think that's a solid way to wrap up today. Hey, Laura, you had an operation going, didn't you? I you had can... the one that lowered our suspicion. Yes, and you can you can maintain a genius operation. No, I wasn't I wasn't one to maintain. That was just a one off. Yeah. That was very successful. But as a master of operations, you can ma you can send a genius operation and still. Otherwise, enact your phase. So, what operation do you want to run? And yeah, I have the is... persona phase thing open as well as the one that has the. That lowering suspicion is your special one for book four. That is the ZMR specific. Yeah. We're going to need a lot of that. Well, at the moment, you, you still have zero suspicion. Like, it's stealth if you, if no one lives to tell yeah, you about I mean, it. <laughs> nobody exactly the things he said. You stick soiled the two inquisitors. Nobody else really knows what happened. Maybe there's the one cleric who checked you in. He's like, "What in the hell happened?" But they have no idea. You, you didn't gain any suspicion from that. You stealthily oh, burnt uh... down the church. Just for future clarification, from now on, Baylor will be my obligation. Okay. So what do you want to do, Baylor? Do you, you don't? I mean, you don't have to run an operation. You just can freely. Yeah, I'm just. I'm looking. I brought the page open. I'm looking to see if there's any operations I can do that could possibly help in the near future. So what I'm gonna have you do, I'll hold you tangentially responsible with your genius. I am going to have you use your free operation to do invention to cover the very uncommon, unique magical items that Kahina just acquired that we never talked about. And we'll just say you had your followers help you create those specifically. <laughs> All right. But uh, that still leaves your, your whole normal persona face. What did I yeah. do? What? Huh? Uh... Which could be a second operation if you wanted it to be. It could. If you, if you want to think, if you want to think on how we can go to, I can come back to you. I'm looking at where I'm at on everything. Uh, what's the Nell? Do you have a? You know what you want to do? Maintaining my hideout with my 20 followers. Kind of figured. Yep. All your heroism followers are maintaining your shelter. And we are going to paint a mural somewhere in the city. We're we're gonna graffiti. And uh, tag up a wall somewhere in the in the bad part of town where no one's going to notice it. With um, this is for charm with anti Pytherius propaganda. 
All right. So you meet with Enki Sarid briefly. Uh, touch and make sure your operations are continuing. The abandoned bathhouse is protected. Your followers are still working to squelch any kind of rumors or information that might be disseminating. And you just as one person got through your charm with your artistry. Yes. What are you going to, comrade? Uh, four. So that's a DC thirty-one. Twenty-three. Yeah, pretty sure it's twenty-three because it's four doubled eight plus fifteen. Yeah. 31 definitely makes it. Uh, you ascend to four charm. And with four charm, you... That thing where once per persona phase you can leverage your reputation that almost never comes up. You now... I've been using it. You've actually used it a couple times. You can now apply that to artists, merchants, and nobles as well for your charm. But uh, only people that start indifferent at worst. Dara. Oh, wait, can you say that again? Oh, it's, it's the thing where if you meet a new NPC, it's not like a... Artists. Artists, nobles, merchants. Um, I guess I would uh, try and raise subterfuge. Okay. What do you want to do? Uh, I would just... Um, I'm not sure. I'm getting it from zero to one. Oh, we're switching gears here. Well, I figure I might as well just get everything to one. Because <laughs> I can do the zero to one. That one I can do. I oh, can do DC zero to 17. one. DC 17. Okay. And I'm going to use bluff. I don't know exactly what I'm doing. Uh, you don't. You're just starting this. That's I'm true. Just yeah, starting some this, exactly. you just You are absolutely just I'm going to try to bluff my this. way through this. You are categorically bluffing this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, give me a bluff roll. DC 17. Uh -huh. Hey, that's a 17 on the die right it. there. That's pretty solid. Uh, fake until you make it. You now have two subterfuge agents. You make two contacts, possibly to the sewers you've been through enough times, and Zemar, who you feel you can trust. Wait, I get two for that? Yeah, it's whatever you're... You go to one. You go to one subterfuge, which gives you two followers, because each point is oh, two, two followers. followers. Oh, yeah, right, one right, subterfuge. Right, right. Yeah, it, it, was that, it was that group of four guys that we didn't murder. There's... Yeah. You go back there, and two of them seem like they're all right, guys. There's, there's <laughs> only one thing that we can do. Is it charm to ten? Uh, I've got advanced operations, though, yeah, with all that, right? Oh, yeah, if you have you charm nine right now, so yeah. you definitely have advanced operations. So they're with me. Ooh, ooh, ooh. We're going Once to the... before your next persona phase, do you encounter a group of low-level unnamed enemy agents? Which cannot be more than the number you set on the operation. You can make an operation check against the sense motive of whoever will be their superior. And if you succeed, those are your boys. It's your boys. It's my boys. Neato burrito. We're I'm, going there. I'm we see, might as yeah. well have some peeps. Try and seed your agents. Try and get them into the elite Pytherius's personal guard, the uh, Squadron E that he has up in the pillar, or up in, yeah. Mm -hmm. Pillar of Abadar. Abadar's pillar. Bold, and I love it. Inori. Do I um, roll for that, or do I roll on a You roll time? when you call there, whenever, because the oh. DC depends on who it is you're trying to pass off. So right now the, you just say how many you're sending. Oh yeah, you tell me how I many agents you're is... sending. Alright, and like, I have... So, so if I, uh... 
If I lose them, I lose them forever, but I can gain more you, followers by doing other things, right? If you lose them, there's an operation to recover your compromised okay. agents. So if you ah. commit all 18, your operation check will be D20 plus 18 versus DC whatever sense motive, right? Plus the sense motive modifier of their superior. And uh, if you fail, you will have to do recover agents to get them back. Okay. But they're never permanently gone. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, we need all the help we can get, man. 18. 18. We're going to take out a whole, like, eight, I mean, tell me you that's not You can use it on one group that can be up to 18 total yeah. people. But uh, if it's less than that, which realistically it probably will be, the rest of them helps them get those positions. They're <laughs> professional references. Uh, Inori. Um, I, I mean, it's like a perfect storm here. Uh, I got subterfuge six, which means I got advanced feats. Obviously, I was building towards this since day one, and I see a perfect opportunity where I know where the man is. It's a matter of getting it done. Is there a way I could do the advanced operation and try to poison Mylon Jareth in there? You still... Well, you have your subterfuge agents. Uh, yeah. I mean, you can always... The, the operations there can always be tried. And... But poison... That's the that's the question. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, there's so many. I had no idea there were so many poisons. There are an incredibly large amount of poisons. Baylor, what poison? Quick. If no, was... you want to make him die, to no, death. I don't want. I don't want him to die from this poison. That can eliminate that. I want to kill him. You know, but I don't want it to be poison that kills. Him. Okay, because like death blade is the pretty classic go-to kill a guy poison. If you yeah. just want to send a damn message, yeah, I mean it could be hide. a it could be a weak poison. Is you... it a poison to lower its spell resistance? <laughs> I'm looking to see if there's like some kind of a. We'll look. We'll look through the poisons and yeah. we'll try and find a good one. But you're gonna arrange to have your agents attempt to get to Jareth and to deliver some kind of poison. We'll determine by before next week. Yes, a message. And then when you start the next session, we'll roll that operations check. Cool. How many are you committing? You have up to 12. The well, roll for that one is the is Mylan Jarrett's CR. Oh, boy. She would always go all out. It has to be everybody, all or nothing. Send, Especially against Mylan Jarrett. Send, send everything! Yeah. Yeah. All for one message. Just to screw, screw it, you. Guy. Okay, Biller. I can find you anywhere. Could I use bad advice? You place the operation. The targets, advisors, and messengers to feed them information to make some wrong choices. Your target must decide. You succeed a sense motive check opposed by your operation check. Or choose the options better for you. What do you? Yeah, continue. I just had to, to read it. I wasn't sure what it was. Yeah, to 
basically get people riled up about the church needs more protection than Abadar's Pillar does. Oh, I like that. Absolutely. Yeah, people are super religious. Absolutely. You can use bad advice. And when the time comes to assault Abadar's Pillar, we'll roll the operations check against uh, the Castellan of the castle, the Baron of the city. His sense motive, not Pytherius's. Because while Pytherius is here and commands the military, the actual orders go through Baron Odarius. And we'll roll and see how effectively you use this situation to divert horses from Abadar's Pillar. That's a good idea. Persona Face is doing stuff. So, I suppose then it is there that we will end this week's session after, well, what is certainly a high-level encounter where four fits of the party stood in a corner and was sad <laughs> because they failed a will save one time. And... Baylor.